Talk Recorded live. Welcome to Mr. Podcast with Claude and Justin. We're talking about True Blood um, episodes. Well, really, the last half of the season, pretty much. Yes. Uh, six through eleven, uh, the ones we have missed uh, in the hiatus from our True Blood podcast, the uh, impromptu hiatus. Um, but it's you know it's been cool to see all of these episodes develop and try to you know think about them overall and then think about where we've come this far so far this season with the finale next week. Yeah. Um There's a lot that was going that, that's been going on. There's a lot of storylines. What have you What do you thought so far of the the last batch of episodes? Ton of stuff. Um, uh, I think doing a podcast like this, you know, it's it's different. It's more like a retrospective, I guess, because we get more of a uh, view of what the what the whole season is doing rather than um, mm-hmm. just an individual episode. Um, and I think, you know, looking back on this batch, you know, compared to the first uh, five, I guess, uh, that we already podcasted about, um, uh, a lot of stuff happened. I don't even know where to start with all the storylines that are going on. <laughs> Um, but I'll say in general, I, I found it to be, uh, you know, entertaining, uh, good. There's a lot of, a lot of the plots have worked. Uh, you know, there's so many of them. I mean, even the ones that haven't, um, you know, you don't usually get a lot of time to, uh, uh, worry about the ones that, that, that don't work. So, Mm -hmm. uh, I, I think, uh, let's see, I think for me, uh, Russell sort of emerging as a character is probably my favorite part of this uh, part of the season. Mm-hmm. I think he uh, he uh, really uh, you know came into his own as a character during this period, losing uh, Talbot and uh, mm-hmm. the uh, the fallout from that. Uh, great scenes there, and and of course his big uh, television. You know, I'm gonna eat your children thing was good. <laughs> yeah, uh, but I think it's, he's gonna eat the children before he eats the people, right? Yeah, didn't he, he also threaten to eat them? Uh, yeah, I mean, Dennis O'Hare, the guy who plays Russell, is, is really good. Uh, we talked a lot about his performance off-podcast. Uh, and, um, it's, and I think what, what really works with him is they never really had him on any one kind of thing for too long. You know, mm-hmm. there's always something, you know, every episode or every other episode, he was something else that he was doing with the character or after I wanted. And it wasn't, he wasn't as a sort of one note. Uh, and I think that that made him, you know, I feel like, you know, someone like the queen who only kind of wants one thing or the specific thing. And it's just like, she's always going to be this kind of way. And what is and, it that she wants? Well, she wants whatever she wants. I mean, she wants money. She wants, money. you know, uh, yeah. I mean, she wants power. She wants the stuff she wants. But yeah. it's, it's all sort of just like more one-dimensional, I think. Oh, yeah. It, it, it feels like Russell Eisington, his, you know, they kind of, you know, from the first early chronologically stuff we see from him and, you know, killing Eric's family mm-hmm. and going, going around the old world, uh, I guess, collecting trinkets. Yes. Uh, with with his pack of werewolves, and then all the way through the, the uh, of course, the recent stuff that we've seen most of, uh, you know, with okay, you know, he doesn't like humans, he doesn't like this alliance. To 
okay, he wants to take over the world. Yes. <laughs> you know, he's not just he's not just content in the uh in the um political structure that the vampires have set up, you know. So like he's always got a little bit of different things going on that they keep showing with his character and I think that kept him from being, since really he's just the villain of the of the season. Yeah, you know he's the guy people have to figure out how to defeat. Like they didn't give him just one thing to be, and I think that would have made him really boring. Yes. Yes, I agree. That's true. That's true. Uh, a lot of, uh, and I think they've they've just spent time with him that was kind of unnecessary for his function mm-hmm. as a villain. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, they they gave a lot of little character moments, the stuff with Talbot especially. Yeah, you know. yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, there was something pretty haunting about seeing him on that roof crying to a crystal, you know, uh, jar of his lover's remains. Yes. <laughs> like, it's like, what? <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like a chalice of, like, vampire Yeah, glob. and it's... And again, the, the the number one thing, the best thing True Blood does to me, and the number one reason I like it is that it continues to just add little bits to vampire mythology. You know, and yeah. I've got, you know, Russell, you know, that little scene of, of, of seeing him really address the, those remains as as the person, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, you know. Uh, and, and, and then the whole little almost like ritual kind of thing that happened in the one of the last episodes where he, he gets the, the male prostitute. Yes. And then he says his goodbye. And it, it came off like this is maybe something vampires do when they're not uh, there with their maker or their uh, master or some, their, their, their progeny or whatever. Yeah. Uh, at the true death or something. They, they do this weird recreation or something. So I like how they keep evolving just the, uh, you know, that, that part of the, the world. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Uh, uh, I I think uh, you know, and the, I guess the you know another big thing they've they've introduced obviously is uh, what Sookie is. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, she's a fairy. Oh, <laughs> slash there's alien. Many, there's there's many words for it. That's such a cop out. I gotta say, you know, yeah. the way that came off because because you know what she is and what she is is a fairy. There's yeah. no other words for it. Okay, we you know. Like, yes, that's what that's what it is. And I, and I felt like they were trying to pull that, the, the main ad card. Yeah, you know? totally. Where, to me, that worked because I think, you know, your general uh, True Blood viewing audience hasn't, hasn't recently heard of a main ad. Right. So giving giving it other names, especially it being so ancient, makes sense, you know, uh, uh, over over time. But, but it, I don't know, even when Bill was like, you know, he's like, there's other names. And she's like, yeah, like what? And he's like, Benadrea, uh he said something else, and then the other thing he said was alien. Like he came up with like really like two things it could be, and then was a silly answer for the alien. Yeah, you know, like which I thought was cool in a way, but um, you know, but it's it's not realistic. It's just like it, I don't know that that little part came off like they're trying to make it seem <laughs> make soften the blow, I guess. Yeah, of the she's a fairy. I'm just like own up to it. Make fairies badass. Make them cool. You know, I don't care what it, the name is. You know, yeah. and, and it doesn't. And you know, they're not going to be the traditional, uh, you know, Tinkerbell fairy. So uh, you know, obviously, it's going to have to be darker than that to an extent. So yeah, just own up to it. <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah. It's sort of like they're they are using some of the classic kind of image, at least when they show the the fairy world, which mm-hmm. I guess we're still not sure exactly what that is or where that is. But yeah. but um, you know the way the way they sh- depict that does seem. I mean, I guess they don't have wings and stuff, but it does have that yeah. um, that lush sort of quality that you associate with fairies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, but, and it's and I and it's also a sort of you know reflection of like an ideal, very minimalist version of a society, you know. Because I mean, it's almost like you know that could have been some Greek thing too, mm-hmm. some ancient Greece, like you know, oh everything's great and we're drinking wine and yeah. you know whatever. So it's got it's got those qualities. Um, but uh, but then there's a vortex to another dimension in yeah. the pond. So, right. You know, I don't know what that's about. Uh, yes, yes. And so the other thing they told us is that uh, I guess the vampires mostly uh, wiped out the fairies at some yeah. point in the distant yeah. past. So that's that's also adding to the vampire mythology and mm-hmm. just you know the general mythology of the show, I guess. Um, yeah. You know, setting up this conflict because we have, you know, our main character, a fairy, of course, and uh, and then build a vampire, and then just when you thought they, you know, they they wouldn't have another reason, you know, to them apart. You know, yeah. Just when you thought the coast was clear, and uh, like, oh, we're sort of, <laughs> you know, sworn enemies historically, like yeah, you, know, you killed all my people. All right, well. Yes. Does that mean we can't go out? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. So that was that. That was interesting. I guess you know when they originally showed Suki uh, shooting the light out of her hand, I uh, I really had no idea that's where they were going with this. Uh, mm-hmm. It's uh, uh, it's a weird kind of surprise because when you find out, it's sort of like I don't I don't really know what to do with it right now. Mm-hmm. You know, well, I, and I think that's probably because they haven't really <clears throat> delved into what that means on True Blood. Yeah, you know, what are they going to do with it? What does it mean for her character? I think, like, you know, it's kind of like, okay, well, you know, the connotation that your mind brings up when you hear that word, and then from what they've shown, but it's like, okay, well, what, what, what is it going to, what are they going to do with it? You know. Yeah. And, you know, obviously that's the, the first big kernel of that storyline is, you know, them setting up the conflict, you know, uh, between, you know, vampires and fairies. So. Right. We'll see what happens with that. Yeah. But, yeah, it's – it's I, I like this season. You know, definitely they've, they, they still had a lot of great moments and a lot of great shocking scenes and – really interesting storylines, uh, but there's there's so much going on, I feel like if they would have trimmed it some, yeah. I don't know if that would have been better, but it just seems like there's definitely storylines I'm not digging that much. Yeah. Uh, you know, and I feel like Jason's got like, he's kind of got like three, <laughs> almost four storylines kind of going. I mean, he's got the thing with Crystal, the yeah. thing with the football guy, Kitch Maynard. Oh, God. Uh, he's God. Got, <laughs> he's got the... The the wanting to be a cop Andy Belfour storyline. Oh. He's got whatever's going on with Tara storyline. Yeah. You know, and that's a smaller one. And then you know whatever's going on with him and Sookie, you know, he yeah. tries to protect her. That's a little thing. It seems like the Tara thing is more or less over. Like it was just. I guess so. Him telling her that he shot eggs and you know, 
Pretty much it. I remember when he shot eggs, and I remember saying, well, you know Tara's going to find out. Mm-hmm. And I was trying to imagine what, what was going to happen when she found out. Um, and this isn't, I guess, what I thought. Me either. Um, I expected I it to be a bigger was, thing. Yeah, I guess I was just surprised that, and I liked how they played it. I mean, you know, she... She confronts Andy and uh, yeah, she seemed to she seemed to uh, direct her anger towards Andy. Yeah, and I think I think it seems like maybe she was thinking Jason didn't know any better, but Andy should have or something. But mm-hmm. but what was interesting was they she she seemed to have the impression that they did it on purpose or you know well basically she didn't know the context right of his of his of his of his killing you know and so she was thinking one thing and then after of course talking to Andy she not only sees how sorry he is but uh but sort of gets a clearer picture of what was going on and that nobody they weren't after just murder him right. you know, for some reason that they just like we're going to go kill Egg cuz he was with Marianne or something yeah or, and and you know, sort what, of lie about what really happened yeah exactly you know i mean so, i think that's why she sort of suspected something just cuz she found out you know that he had been mm-hmm. taking credit for being a hero and it turned out that wasn't true so then she's like okay so there's something you know there's something suspicious about this you know and she sort yeah. of thought that yeah, I guess that you know they they just killed him for whatever they reason and covered him. it up. That's, yeah, I mean she just really thought they just killed him, <laughs> and that would be pretty upsetting. It uh, would. It yeah. would. Uh, uh, I you know she's gone through so much to see. I mean she's got she goes through hell. I mean Tara started out going through hell in the pilot. You know mm-hmm. she, her first scene is her hanging out people. Yep. You know, at a uh, at where she works and getting, you know, and quitting and just, you know, and she hasn't stopped since, you know. Yeah. Being such a high-energy character, this high drama, you know, so much going on around her and, and, and getting pulled into things. And uh, and this whole thing with Franklin, you know, this season was, was, you know, so traumatic. And then she tries to kill herself and Lafayette saves her and all yeah. that stuff with her mom and then... Yeah, that was uh, that was pretty crazy, but 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 yeah. So we had the return of Franklin for a brief second. Very brief. Uh, you know, I guess we had all thought R.A.P. Franklin because his head got bashed in. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's not enough to kill a vampire, apparently. Guess not. Yeah. Uh, we learned. You know, as they say, with enough uh, time and money, vampires can heal almost anyone. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Uh, they say that it's, a, it's kind of cumbersome, but they, anyway. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, a lost True Blood crossover there. <laughs> <sighs> yes, uh, uh, I think I think I uh, always suspected that he wouldn't actually make her into a vampire. I didn't think mm-hmm. they were ready to commit to that. Um, I always think it's time. I remember in season, I remember watching the last couple of True Bloods again, and and uh, and when when yeah when Tara tells Sookie that that she that Franklin tried to turn and all that stuff, and I remember thinking back in I think it was season one where where like where uh, you know uh, Bill bites Sookie or something, and I'm thinking oh they're gonna turn into a vampire. Mm-hmm. It's time already. I'm like wow, it's still not time. 
Yeah. You know, that's really not time. So, yeah, for Tara, I thought, okay, yeah, they'll make her a vampire. That'll be great. I think I'm just eager to see these people become vampires. It would be interesting. You know, some of these characters, like Lafayette or, you know, Tara, see some of these characters turn to a vampire, especially the ones who've been victimized by them, mm-hmm. who could, you know, who would want, who would be lured by the power and stuff. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm like, yeah, yeah, okay, that's, that makes sense for her. But they still haven't done that yet, so it's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know what the books, you know, I don't really obviously follow the books, so I'm not sure what's right. going on there with her long-term uh, right. storyline. But, but they have is, deviated from the books in, in a number of oh, totally. big oh, ways. Yeah. So, I mean, they, they could even... Well, apparently died, you know, he dies in the first one. Yeah, he was, that, I mean, they teased us with, you know, making us think that he might be the body yeah. in the car at the end of season mm-hmm. one. But um, in the books, he is. Yeah. yeah, it's actually him in the book. Spoiler uh, alert. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> but yeah, so so obviously he's you know he's done a lot of stuff since then, and all that is original. Mm-hmm. So. So yeah, yeah this and, whole thing. I mean, yeah, that, and that's a good point, considering his new big storyline. Mm-hmm. You know, the the romance with Jesus mixed with this new voyage into the V world. Uh, yeah. Uh, which which you know which I love. I mean, what they've done with it so far is it's so cool, interesting, and also creepy and demented. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's 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 pretty awesome. It reminds me of the the early days when. You know, season one stuff. I think when Lafayette was selling B, and uh, oh yeah, when uh, when when Jason and Amy were doing B, yeah. and getting into it and talking about the different experiences and the qualities and and what uh, you know you can you know that that idea of you uh, they did mention one time the idea of uh, you sensing the vampire whose blood it was or something like that. You know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I don't know. Uh, it's interesting when they get into that whole thing and and, and exploring that that random crazy V world. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I uh that storyline looks like uh it's not going to finish this season, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um cuz it feels like they're not it's not developed enough to really they have one more episode to resolve it if they're going to. I I don't think with everything else going on, I can't imagine they're going to you know that they, they'd have to do it in like a scene or something, and I I, I don't I don't. Really I think they I think they will probably just have you know some kind of cliffhanger thing with this with that storyline in the yeah. last episode. It'll be something that happens where they're not they're not done with it, but uh, you know. yeah. I feel like I should be able to guess where they're going, but I, I always say that, and I never do, and then when, then mm-hmm. when I find out what it is, I say, oh, well, I should have guessed that, but that, mm-hmm. that's basically what happened with the Sam thing and the dog fighting, you know, I think we did talk about on the podcast, like, what could be going on with, uh, mm-hmm. with, uh, with Sam's dad and, uh, and Tommy, and, uh, uh, you know, you had a pretty dark theory about what was yeah. going on there, um, I was a little off there, a little off. <laughs> a little bit, a little bit, yeah. I mean, it could have gone down that road, but uh, they went somewhat lighter with dogfighting. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, something bad, but not sort of horrifically bad, I guess. Um, yeah. Uh, to watch. I, mis- I misread the I misread the clues. I, I I went too far with the with my hypothesis. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. But the the dogfighting thing was interesting. Uh, I and and part of me is I. I this you know they they their go to animal uh, forms are dogs and I I forget how I guess just concrete that is 
Mm-hmm. You know, I just think of them as shapeshifters and they can just be whatever. So I wasn't thinking, oh, he's 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 making him, you know, do something in the form of a dog. Right. You know? uh, and so that dog fighting didn't come up. Uh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, I guess Sam has had kind of a downward spiral this season. Uh from uh, yeah. originally meeting his family and that kind of turning to shit. Um, oh, what are you saying after Sam met his family, his life fell apart? What are you, what are you saying about families? <laughs> I don't know. There does seem to be a message there. I think I think you're right though with the uh, with the Lafayette story that I was going to say. Like I do think. Well, you know what? Season two had it too, I guess, with the with some of the Marianne stuff. It, it's weird when they go for that more horror kind of uh, mm-hmm. vibe. Because they really, even though it's like a world populated with monsters and stuff, like it, it, they really don't do it horror style very often. No, they do it as a straight drama most of the time. Yeah. Yeah, it's a drama with, like, monsters. There's blood and gore, but it's, it's still sort of drama. Exactly. Have a, but, but they don't do the horror element all the time. Like, in a, in a normal show, it would just be, like, people getting shot or whatever, you know. Yeah. But in this case, you know, it's it's a giant fucking mess when they, when they stake them. But still, in the end, it's really just, you know, killing off this character so they can move the plot forward, you know. Mm-hmm. I think, oh, Oh, that's another thing. Death of Lorena, I think, was a good a good uh, moment uh, in this in this segment. Not necessarily so because was, of the death uh, itself, but I think personally, and I I think you know, there's probably a, a number of people out there maybe ready for Lorena to go. She she had her story, and I think she fulfills her role pretty well. But she was she was as you're saying about you know Russell not being you know she was definitely a, a one note kind of villain you yeah know? that's and that's a better example I said the queen earlier but she's a she's a way better example of a character who's around for a lot of episodes but just like really just had one harping thing that, yeah. that they all the one thing that they harped about the whole time and and it never really changed you know it never really progressed and she never had any real tactics other than to just physically capture him. Yeah. And and just hold him down, you know, and she did that several times. Yeah. And it just got like, well, what do you have, you know, it just, that, that's just sort of boring. You know, yeah, yeah, I don't want to keep watching that. So that was episode 306. Uh, oh, okay. Um, or maybe, well, that's, that's when she has him captured. I guess, yeah, I thought that was more like seven. Yeah, I think seven is where she actually gets staked. Yeah, she does that Bill torturing stuff before that. Yeah, all the, I love you. Mm-hmm. I love you so much, that's why I'm going to torture you. I'm going to torture you out of love. <laughs> I love you, Bill Compton. <laughs> uh-huh. <sighs> but I will say, I don't know, well, no. I was going to say I kind of liked it more this season, but. Yeah, but you know, I, I want to say that, too. She she was she was better and yet still not good enough. Yeah, it was like yeah, I don't know. Yeah, some you know what she she, she had a couple of good moments throughout her run. I will say you know there's definitely some some scenes that I think her character is really good and works. Yeah, but but most of her scenes she's just the annoyance. <laughs> you know, she's the one who's in the way. Yeah, uh, and that's that's hard to you know get I think an audience to like you if that's kind of your role. Sometimes. Yeah, you're just a person who stands in the way, and you want you know you're just an irrational person. Yeah, 
you know. Yeah, and Bill um, is never going to start loving her all of a sudden. No, he's going to be like, you know what? <laughs> this is the 20th time you've captured me and held me down because you're my maker and you're stronger than me. I just realized I love you. <laughs> it, you know, they say the third time's a charm, but in vampires, it's 20. It works. <laughs> I don't know what she would do if he actually did that. I feel like she would be confused and she just explode. Yeah. She <laughs> <laughs> would just like imply yeah, spontaneously combust. Yeah, I I just yeah, I can't see her actually uh being able to process that. Mm-hmm. Cuz I feel like it's, you know, she wants him, but I think part of it you know, and she kept saying this. Maybe it's partially lying to herself, but you know, the idea that he's just playing hard to get. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you know, and I don't know if this is true. I'm probably I don't know, maybe looking into it too much. But they, yeah, we'd have to they'd have to tell us this more explicitly. But I'm wondering if there's something to her character that they're trying to say in terms of her being his maker. And and some sort of some sort of connection and feeling there that like she's being more compelled towards him because of that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like like there's something there's some weird psychological vampire thing where if you're if you're uh, the person you turn is rejecting you somehow that makes you want them more or something. Like I, oh, they didn't okay. never say that, but I'm wondering. No. If, if maybe if maybe that's something going on there, because to me that sounds interesting, but they never really said it, so they'd have to show us or tell us some some other way. But yeah, but, uh, otherwise she's just really irrational, you know. But I'm yeah. wondering if if there's there's some the subtext there is there's some sort of like the same way there's other emotions and needs that they you know like they you know sort of vampire supernatural uh, things like, you know, being invited to a house and stuff like that and these sort of impulses and things you can't control. I'm wondering if mm-hmm. maybe that's something where she just, you know, like if, like if he was just another vampire, she could have, she wouldn't have gone this far. Yeah. You know, uh, even though he's the same person, but the fact that she made him somehow like, and he's rejecting her somehow that she just can't help but be this awful. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes, yes. But I, know, mean, I think I'm, I'm reading into it more yeah, than you're telling us that. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if you can take it that far, but I do think the show has made pretty clear there is supposed to be some kind of bond between the maker and the uh, yeah, progeny. Yeah. You know, they've done that with Eric and, and Pam, and they've done that with, mm-hmm. uh, uh, you know, to a certain extent, Bill and Jessica. So so I, I feel like there's, you know, there is some... some uh, uh, you know, evidence for the idea that, you know, she was maybe drawn to Bill and, and maybe Bill drawn to her in a weird way, mm-hmm. you know, that he didn't like. Yeah. You know, it's similarly to how, you know, Sookie's, it will occasionally have, you know, the sex dreams about Eric or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, just, you know, being being somewhat against his will, drawn towards her just because she's his maker. Yeah. And that may be making it worse or something. Like, I, I feel like, you know, something like that. But they didn't really say it, so who knows. But Yeah. Well, we say it so they don't have to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's true until they call us and tell us otherwise. <laughs> you hear that, Alan Ball? <laughs> call me because I want to work for you. <laughs> um. 
So what else with these uh, earlier episodes? So the big thing, so yeah, we had Franklin kidnapping Tara. We talked about that, yeah. that whole thing. Um, Franklin was good, but I, I, it's like in the end he was just kind of crazy. Yeah, I don't, you know, that's sort of the Lorena thing, you know, just yeah. like, in the end you you can't be reasoned with and, um, and there's, you know, there's not much you can do. You know, we're just going to reach an impasse on whatever the topic is. Yeah. And, uh, and it's not, it, it doesn't, it's not, not fun anymore at a certain point. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I guess, yeah, I mean, by the time he died, I felt like his, his relevance to the plot was gone. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I feel like his character sort of degenerated. I mean, they, you know, they, they, they tried to make it so that that's, that's just how he was. Like, he just does this stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, I think, I don't know. I, I, was, I was a bit disappointed because I really liked Franklin more early on. Yeah, well, when he was more mysterious, I guess, huh? Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I guess the same is true of Crystal as well, but oh, Crystal, man, ooh, yeah, she started low on my radar. <laughs> yeah, I mean, she never started high, but I was more interested when she had the mystery. When she was standing in the woods and you didn't know why. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the reason is she's a were panther. That's why. <laughs> I know. I know. The uh, the frankly thing I was gonna say though. Um, I don't know what they really got out of the Tara Franklin storyline, though. You know, not much. Term, I mean, Tara. I mean, you know, Tara's character. Besides arc. emotionally, uh, you know, but uh, emotionally, you know, I, I, you know, she got beat up. Yeah. But you know, basically, basically victimized by a vampire. Um, and I don't. I just don't know where they're going to take that. Like, okay, so this season she was basically victimized by a vampire. Now she really kind of hates all of them. Yeah. You know, that's a big change from last season. And, okay, well, what does that mean? What is she going to do? You know, if it was Jason, he'd go join the Fellowship of the Sun. You know, right. he's a vampire. So, it's like, right. so what is Tara going to do now that she hates vampires? And it seems like so far, where we are up till now with episode 11, she's she's sort of over the vampire, not over the hatred, but over the, the, the Franklin thing. Yeah. She was just dealing with the eggs news, but now she seems like she's put that to bed a little bit, dealing with, uh, um, I'm say Lafayette, uh, Andy. Mm-hmm. And, um, so, but now we're dovetailing into the Sam Tara thing. Yes. So, you know, well, she should be what? He should be careful because her last boyfriend. <laughs> Got killed. <laughs> Is that too soon? Is it too soon? Too soon. Yeah. <laughs> I, it it kind of felt to me like they, you know, Sam had his like temper tantrum where he just like mm-hmm. eh, get the fight, hate you all, everybody go home. Like I'm just gonna sit here and drink and. You know, and I feel like she, uh, Tara was sort of in, uh, not ex- she, I guess she was past her, like, anger phase, but still yeah, in, in chill. Yeah, yeah. Um, but still kind of hating herself and um, hating her life. And so mm-hmm. I guess I, I feel like they both sort of bonded over their, their you know, respective situations. And Well, misery loves company. Yeah. Uh, oh, I just made that up. <laughs> That's a good uh, one. Holy oh, shit, write that down. I should coin that. I should put that on a T-shirt. 
Um, <laughs> that'd be actually funny on a T-shirt if you're if you're actually with somebody and you're wearing that shirt. <laughs> nice. <laughs> kind of like the I'm with stupid shirt. Or mm-hmm. Um. Oh, a joke turns on to a good idea. Um, <laughs> look at that. Look at that. One-two punch. Um, yeah. I forgot what I was talking about. Tara? And something. Uh, oh, Tara and Sam. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Misery Loves Company. And, um, but, okay, so what do you think about Sam? Because in the last episode, he, you know, he his first scene is him, I think, coming into the bar upset, right? And, like, yelling at people. Yeah, yeah. And I'm just like, why are you mad? Because if I'm not mistaken, the last scene in the previous episode that we saw him in was, I think, the uh, you know the last scene from his his flashback, where he you know oh, okay. we see him shooting we see him shooting the girl he was with and, mm-hmm. and then shooting the guy, yeah. and then we flash back to Sam at his house, sort of you know remembering that and thinking about it. And so I guess after he thought about it, <laughs> he can't really to kick some ass. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. It seems like I, I don't know why he jumped from, you know, being sort of sullen and red, and introspective to uh, just, like, angry and yeah. just, uh, really the most angry we've ever seen him, I think. I mean, kicking everyone out of his place. Yeah. Pretty drastic. And and that. basically almost firing all of his employees. Yeah, and, exactly. And, yeah. Just, and, and telling his brother who he just yeah. saved to get lost. And so, yeah. Yeah, he's, he's, he's on another level. He was just and prepared to alienate everyone. And, yeah. and so I guess, yeah, I mean, the best I can do to make that, to, to try to read what they're doing with that is, you know, he he sort of says to Tara that um, – you know that he feels like he he's he's always been the nice guy. He's always been, you know, there for people, and and people mm-hmm. have felt that they can get him to do things for them, and you know, and he's always acquiesced to that. And I guess he feels to a certain extent taken advantage of. And I guess like the best I can do is to just have that, you know, be sort of what's going on in that in that flashback, the the long con basically. Well. I, I like that. I mean, that makes sense to me, but it seems like it doesn't exactly gel with the flashback unless they're telling us the con was the girl's idea, like to steal the jewelry, and she had him, she had him go do this because somehow she knew he could get it done, and she ended up. She's in, like you're saying. She this is another example of him being used. Yeah. Somebody getting him to do something, but the way the flashback came off to me was that he was somebody who's robbing places on his own. And she, you know, then he met her somehow, and, you know, they decided to do it together or something. Yeah. So I don't know. Which way did you read? Did you read it as if it was, it was, it was her idea to do the – because, I mean, there is that scene when the, when the, the girl's boyfriend comes in, and he says, you're, Sam asks her, are you in on this? And the guy says it's her idea. And I thought it was only limited to, you know, let's, let's you know, rob this guy of, his, of the jewelry. The betrayal, not yeah. The, the betrayal, not that the, the heist was her idea. Yeah. So I'm wondering, so yeah. how did you read it? Yeah. I mean, I guess, you know, uh, I I really didn't have a prehistory in my head of whose idea it was or what happened before that. Uh, in my mind, you know, they did a job together, and she, you know, she betrayed him. Um, and so I guess I, you know, for me, that was as far as I went with it, but I guess you're right. It would make more sense, 
to make it line up if it were her because, idea. Because like you said, and you laid it out pretty perfectly, he's upset about, like like the, like the he says in that scene with Tara, he's upset about people being used, yeah. using him. And so what does he do? He kicks out all the people who are using his bar, all his patrons, yes. you know, who are, you know, probably getting a, you know, he's probably charging them less for food than he normally would. Right. He's probably doing something nice for them. He kicks out the people that he's hired. Yeah. And he's probably giving them a job because he feels sorry for them or whatever. You know, because he does it with everybody. And in particular, and then, his brother. Like, he definitely felt used by his family. One, right? His brother was the last big one who was literally sort of, you know, sort of, you know, not using him, but living off of him. He could, if if Sam chooses to, in a dark mood, he can look at it that his brother is using him, you know, for totally. for, yeah. for money, for a job, for stability, stuff like that. Exactly. He put his neck out there really far to get him out of trouble yeah. several times with the family, and then the whole big thing of rescuing him and all that. And of course, the family so kind of used him as well. Sense. It makes sense if, if we're, we're going from the flashback is his, him remembering when he was got, got used by the girl yeah, now he's gonna go kick out everybody he's using him. That makes sense. But I got the sense from the just from the flashback that this was how he was making money. Because he I, yeah, to, I mean, I kind of agree that if I had yeah. to if I had to put in the earlier part of the story, I would say that you know that that's something he was doing, and he wasn't necessarily pulled into it by her. Yeah. So I, maybe it's too fine a point. Maybe you know, maybe that's there. It's you know, they don't want us to think that specifically about what was going on. But that's just how it came off. That. He was, he was, you know, because that's how it, it, it was in line with what we saw his earlier stuff when he was a teenager, when he broke into Marianne's house and was stealing stuff to mm-hmm. survive. Yes. You know, yes. so it seemed like he was continuing on that, and what they were telling us with this flashback was he made a point, he made a turn at a certain point to be a good guy or something right. Right. like that. Um, yeah, I guess that was a surprise. Like, I always, I thought that the, you know, the the thing with him uh, stealing the stuff in Marianne's house, I I guess I took that as more like adolescent mischief and not exactly. like... Exactly, yeah. Like, he didn't know any better. He had been, you know, more or less recently kicked out by the, yeah. uh, by the his, his adopted family or whatever. And, exactly. And so, yeah, so he's just, he's, he, you know, he's not old enough to work and all that stuff, so... Yeah, yeah. People, yeah, I mean, a lot of people get in trouble when they're kids. They don't necessarily, like, mm-hmm. grow up to be criminals. You know, so I guess I, I I never would have guessed that you know he would end up you know doing these you know fairly really large you know criminal uh, yeah. enterprises. But yeah, yeah, I, I I think I think it it really could be it could be clearer or it could be written more tightly, mm-hmm. you know. But I that's my best stab at what they're trying to do. Yeah, you know, because uh, it it. It's it was shocking. I mean, when he comes in that bar, I was like, "What the fuck? What just?" I was yeah, trying to remember what happened with him before exactly, that. Exactly. Yeah, I was totally like, "What the hell happened before that he is just already turned to 11?" You know, I'm like, "Geez, Sam." Yeah. You know, we didn't see him. We didn't see him. You know, ramp up to this. Exactly. Yeah. Normally, you see the build up for that. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, like something something snaps, he hits the last straw, and then he storms in, and then we're, you know, we understand where he's coming from. But yeah. it's really, we, I felt more like an outsider, like someone in the bar, just like, what's going on yeah. with him? Yeah, and I and maybe that's what they wanted, I don't know. And I'm also wondering if, if the actor went too far with it. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm wondering how... How, you know, if he had dialed it back, would it have been more realistic or less jarring or something? You know. Yeah. And I don't, you know, I don't, I don't often get 
caught up in what the actors are doing. I mean, obviously, I I see good stuff I like a lot, but but in terms of thinking, oh, you should have done something differently, I don't usually think of that. But uh, but it came off like I don't know what's going on in this scene. Either he's way, way over the top for no reason, or they're trying, you know, or, or he's way over the top because they're trying to tell us something. Yeah, you know, I don't know which which one it is because you know, I I think. Also, um, you know, so a couple of the scenes of his family, you know, he was getting pretty uh, intensely angry at them. I mean, it was pretty well deserved, so it kind of you kind of understood it um, at the time. But I guess I feel like probably the closest precursor to like in the recent times to that is just the the scene where he uh, where he starts uh, punching the uh, well the guy. Uh, I guess Crystal's dad, like in the, in the face, uh, uh, endlessly. The Daddy Panther. Yeah, Daddy Pants. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I mean, honestly, that was, I feel like this whole where Sam is at this point stems from <clears throat> from Tommy telling him he's a pushover. Yeah. You know, that was the first segment of this, and, and, and then that led to him beating up the guy who told him he was a pussy or something or whatever yeah. he called him, and and uh, and then, you know, he, he went over the top and beat him up, and... Uh, but it was weird because then the next time he's at the bar, he calms everybody down and he tells them, "Oh, I'm fine." And then, you know, I, I think it was like the next day after he finds out the guy didn't die. You know, he tells everybody, you know, he didn't kill everybody. And then, then I guess the next thing is he goes home and remembers this thing, and then he's just upset <laughs> all the hell. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. That sounds about right. I think that's what happens. <laughs> yeah. So. If that makes sense as a natural progression, then hey, there's no problem. But otherwise, you know. Um, so yeah, we talked a little about Lafayette storyline. I definitely like the Lafayette Jesus relationship. It's you know you don't see this anywhere else on TV. You mm-hmm. know, the, these these particular characters and and what they're offering and and uh, how they interact. You know. Uh, and and, and Jesus is an interesting, you know, character in this whole thing with, um, you know, his backstory, his, his lineage or whatever, his ancestry, I mm-hmm. say. And, uh, you know, his his grandfather having plans he for him. He had plans for me. And I had to rewind it when I heard when I heard that line and, you know, that his mother took him all over the world to try to get away from the, the granddad, like that's how bad of a thing it was. Like he's chasing them all over the world to some extent. Uh, so wow. I'm like, okay, well that's interesting. Uh, did you catch that, that line? I did not catch that line. Yeah, but I, yeah, I only they, saw the episode once. So oh, okay, yeah, they say it, and I'm like, wait, did you just say what I think you said? So so there's definitely something to it. It's not just an idle thing. It's okay. like it was a, it was a real threat. Okay. Know, that, I that mean, I, I kind of thought there was something to it based on you yeah, know where yeah. they've gone with it since then. But um, uh, but yeah, I didn't I didn't really catch that. Um, that's uh, that's weird. Yeah. I, that, I, I mean, because that you know that's foreshadowing. You know, it's not just like this is in his past. It's like yeah. he had plans for him. he wanted something in the future yeah. for this kid to do. So that's that's ominous. You know? It is. It is. And I I guess you know when they introduced him, um, 
you know, I thought he was, I thought he was just kind of a simple guy, just uh, orderly mm-hmm. at the at the nursing home where <laughs> yep. Lafayette's mom was like, you know, a nice guy who doesn't mind taking shit from you know yeah. the people he works with and yeah, yeah, you know, he he gets he's he's good with Lafayette's mom. He 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 gets on Lafayette a little bit about about dealing drugs, and so he seems mm-hmm. like you know pretty much stand up guy. I, I assume he's got a pretty much you know. Normal past. I never would have guessed it'd be something crazy with it. I like that. Yeah, I like that he. Yeah, he was presented as a stand-up guy and sort of, you know, uh, I'm gonna do the right thing and I'm, you know, and all that. And uh, but he's got this, you know. But but you know, he's deep into the to his spirituality and stuff. And mm-hmm. has that little thing when he sees Lafayette's uh, altar or whatever or the little oh, statue yeah. or something, he talks about that. And you're like, oh, I didn't know you were interested in that. Yeah. And uh and then yeah, and then they made it where, you know, I really liked his explanation of, you know, when he's after they do the V and he's like, you know, I feel like all the, you know, all the answers to my questions is one drop away. Mm-hmm. You know, where he's ordinarily is above this and, you know, drugs or whatever, but it's like it's connecting him to something he's interested in, which is his, you know, his spirituality. So it's like, well, now this is the gateway, you know. Yeah, into uh, into this other world that he wouldn't ordinarily, you know, even consider because he didn't even know what it would do. So. Yeah. So what what is the idea there? Like, is the V just give you know giving his brain the ability to realize certain things or? Well, they, okay. So <laughs> I don't know what's going on. I'll say that there is some sort of concept out there of you know ancestral memory, mm-hmm. uh, collective unconsciousness of course and uh and you know something about you know memory stored in dna and something to that effect i don't know what what we're supposed to think is the mechanism by which this is possible <laughs> but um yeah um but it seems like it has something to do with um some sort of uh like deep uh I don't know. It seems like it, it, it connect it taps into something that's powerful in, in the subconscious or something. You know, like whatever magic or witchcraft or something that their respective ancestors were practicing. It was so, you know, seminal that it it, it made an, an, an a mark in their in their you know DNA or something or in their. Uh, the, the shared family consciousness. I don't know. I don't know how we're supposed to think this is possible. Because I feel like it's true. You know, I feel like it's not, this isn't like a fantasy or, a, you know, like the B is just making stuff up. I feel like we're supposed to take this as this is, because he, he validates it. You know, oh, no, is, absolutely. Yeah. I, I take it as true as well. I guess I'm just yeah, wondering, yeah. like, when he's not on the V, is he aware of that stuff as much, or does it recede into his memory somewhat? Like, like. Well, see, I think yeah, I think in the in that sequence when they're v tripping, uh, uh, he kind of you. I think you can get a sense of what's new to him and what he knows from heart already, what he already knows. Mm-hmm. So I think like he makes a couple of remarks about I didn't know certain things. And then I think they did a they, well. They did a I don't think I know they did an awesome job I think with that whole V tripping sequence. Mm-hmm. And I gotta say the the dialogue switching voice changing thing, I thought it oh, was yeah. really well done. It was so cool and interesting. And and their little reactions, you know, there's one part where like 
Lafayette says something in his voice and, like, covers his mouth afterwards because he's like, oh, shit, did I just say that, you know? You know, and, and the way that they play, you know, if, if Jesus is saying something in Lafayette's voice, he, he's playing it like Lafayette, you know, he's because my point here is that it seems like they would give the other person the dialogue when it was telling the other person something they didn't know. So basically mm-hmm. Lafayette would be telling Jesus something in Jesus' voice, right. something okay. Jesus didn't know, something mm-hmm. like that. So that's, that seems like the, the mechanism that they were kind of used to kind of – and then the stuff Jesus knew, I think, he would say himself in his voice. Right. The stuff that he kind of – so I think that's how we're supposed to kind of generally view, like, what was the revelation from the V and what was stuff that they already kind of knew. Yeah. And it seemed like Lafayette had no idea about really any of what he saw pertaining yeah. to his stuff. That's what I that's – what, yeah, that's what gave me the idea that somehow the V was giving them – I don't know, releasing their memories or something or, you know, mm-hmm. giving them some kind of, you know, like maybe it was in there, but they, bar- you know, it was buried somehow and, and, and the V yeah. brought it out. Yeah. You know, that was the impression I had. Not necessarily everything, but, yeah, so I guess that means that Jesus did at least know some of that stuff before the V yeah. uh, tripping happened. He just uh, hadn't shared that with Lafayette yet. Yeah, like he recognized his grandfather when he saw him, yeah. you know, and Lafayette didn't, I don't think he recognized his, I guess, I don't know if that was his, supposed to be his grandmother, I forget, mm-hmm. uh, something like that, or great-grandmother, I think. Um, you know, so I think, yeah, I think he, you know, he knew this, the, uh, Jesus knew the stuff that he would have known growing up and knowing that he's fleeing from his grandfather and stuff like that, but. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know what's going on with them. I guess they're gonna get into witchcraft or something, or uh, yeah, or whatever. Uh, it seems interesting, though. Uh, I'm, I'm, you know, this is a really interesting storyline. So. It is. It is. Uh, I'm. Uh, I, I, <laughs> I'm really at a loss to guess where they're going with it. Yeah. Uh, you know, we don't really know that much yet. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, presumably this this thing with Jesus and his grandfather will come into play in some way. Um, but uh, but there's something with Lafayette as well uh, mm-hmm. himself. Uh, so yeah, I'm just I'm not sure. Like, why is he? Uh, so they introduced this idea of flashbacks or something something like the aftershocks, some kind of thing where after you do the yeah. music, you get these little things. Like, are we supposed to? I guess I, you know, he was freaked out by Jesus after he had that, you know, thing where he sees his face like, you know. Off. Yeah, he sees sort of like an uh, ancient uh, yeah. ancestral person or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, you know, he clearly doesn't trust him. I kind of didn't either. I mean, when somebody's face turns into that in front of you, it's hard to kind of yeah. let that go. Uh, but, like... I don't know. I it, it it left me feeling a little bit um, unsure about whether that was just that was just a flashback, like he says, or whether that's actually reflecting what's going on with Jesus to a certain extent. Like he's, you know. I think it's the latter. I, well, I think it's both, but I think it's it's it's. I think they made a clear point that the V was connecting them with their ancestors. And I think specifically that's what Jesus is interested in doing. Mm-hmm. It's finding out about his people. Yeah. And and I think, I, you know, I think, it, you know, the flashback showed that I think, you know, it made him seem more ominous 
And yeah. um, I think it just it, it sort of makes it makes it clear that he's got this connection to his ancestors. Like it's mm-hmm. that's coming through visually now, you know, with that flashback. That because even when they were doing the V, when they were tripping on the V, he didn't see him like that. Right. Right. You know, so so I feel like it's sort of a a, 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 a foreshadowing or a, to some degree the journey Jesus is going to go on toward getting yeah, more in touch with his ancestors or something like that, mm-hmm. or finding out more information or, you know, um, I'm, I'm interested to see. It, it almost, and it kind of puts him more in a, you know, an antagonistic position. I get the, I get the, the subtle suspicion that uh, that as they keep going down this road, somehow that's going to drive them apart. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I kind of agree. That's, that's, I mean, it's already a little bit of a conflict because um, mm-hmm. Lafayette is just scared of him uh, mm-hmm. and just asked him to leave um, immediately after that happens. And then, and then Lafayette's still seeing stuff. Um, that was uh, so weird. I, you know, <laughs> when he has, uh, when he wakes up in the middle of the night and the, the weird little puppets and things are, are singing and, you know, I just, I can't... <laughs> I've seen movies where they do that and and that and it's creepy and scary and mm-hmm. this this was creepy for like five seconds and then it was silly, <laughs> you know when they did the close up of the last little sock puppet thing, and it's talking. I I just couldn't take it seriously, you know. It just looked like you know an early prototype for you know the uh, Pillsbury Doughboy or something like. I, that's what I, it just it just it did not look creepy, or, and I'm like this thing is t- it, just, it just came off so silly to me. Uh, uh, yeah, I I think with that idea it, there there's going to be a fine line no matter what you do yeah. between there's silly and creepy. Valley there, there's yeah, Uncanny Valley, yeah, totally. Because it that, something like that can be really creepy, but you're right, they just, can. I think they cross the line. Yeah, I think I think when like the first couple of shots in that sequence, I thought it was creepy, and I'm like, because you hear, before, you know, you hear what's going on before you see it, and I'm like, oh right. crap, there's there's things talking in his living room. <laughs> yeah, you, know, you kind of imagine what it's going to be. That's and you scary. You see a couple of the things. Yeah, exactly. You see a couple of the things, and you go, oh okay, that's kind of scary. But when mm-hmm. they hear the last thing that mm-hmm. they're close up on. That's when that's when they they jump the shark as it were and uh, and, uh, and just yes. I was just I was just I'm just laughing by that point you know I'm just like okay really this guy's gonna be a close up yeah 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 that's a bit much I think generally things are scarier far away than they are in close up and especially totally. little talking dolls <laughs> especially if when you can do the knitting you know yeah. Made with love from grandma on it or something. It's like, well, this isn't that scary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The thing with Jesus was kind of scary, though. Yeah, it. You know what? And it. And what's weird about that, I think, is um, I don't know. It made me think of just of culturally, why is that scary? <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. to see this person in sort of this like native makeup and stuff. Why is that scary to me? Yeah. I mean, I think for me, it was just because, um, you know, it made it seem like there was something, there was something, uh, you know, sinister within him. Yeah, totally. You know? Well, the way, I mean, obviously it's scary because of the way they did it. Yeah. Know, popping out of nowhere and stuff. But it was just like, you know, like, would it have been scary if, like, it was, like, you know, 
some Victorian man or something. <laughs> no, no, not not scary anymore. Yeah, so not scary, right? That's just, just silly. Yeah, just, you know, in a top hat or something. I don't know. Like, <laughs> Oh, I love to it's, do that. It's, it's not. It's not scary. Um, no, it's not. It's not. Uh, but anyway, yeah, that that stuff was that stuff was good. So we talked about the good storylines. You want to talk about the crappy storylines? Please let's. Yes, there's plenty <laughs> to say. The one I want to address is a very small one that they kind of dropped. Um, but earlier in the season, earlier in this this group, I guess uh, there was there was about I want to say three or four scenes involving Arlene and Jessica, where. Mm-hmm where basically Arlene was freaked out because Jessica's a vampire and so she's just scared of vampires and doesn't trust her. And and then usually the punchline of the scene is Jessica does exactly the kind of thing Arlene is afraid of. <laughs> she really had that pattern going on, didn't she? Yeah. She, Arlene's like, I hate when vampires tap dance. And yes. then like, Jessica goes and tap dance. And she's like, well, why are you proving a point? <laughs> yeah, yeah, there was a thing like, you know, she was worried Jessica was going to glamour her, so she wasn't looking at her. And then Jessica immediately glamours a couple into not well, giving her a tip. Yeah, it was Arlene. Was, she was like, <laughs> Jessica was like, why do you hate vampires? And she was like, because you guys glamour everyone. And mm-hmm. Jessica was like, no, we don't. What are you she talking glamour, about? <laughs> she glamours the next customer. <laughs> like yeah, the next I, people she sees. The very next people. Yeah, I don't, I don't really like, I mean, it was fine the way it plays out, but just in terms of, her character responding that way. I don't know why they do that. It's I don't so either. Weird. It's so weird that, that, that she doesn't find other ways to get, you know, to maybe get that couple not to tip them without glamoring. But it seems like she doesn't care. She's like, yeah. oh. you know, but, but she can't be, you know, self-righteous. Right. Or, or feel like Arlene is wrong in her yeah. critique of vampires when, She's not only doing it, but does it right after Arlene right. Michael, what she doesn't like. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, so I didn't know what to do with those scenes. It was like, mm-hmm. it was like I just come away. So Arlene's right? Like, is that, is that the takeaway? <laughs> yeah. yeah, because you, you're, it's supposed to be like, Arlene's argument is all vampires are bad. Right. And Jessica's argument is supposed to be, no, vampires are only, you know, as bad as they want to be or as right. bad as the next person. They're as bad as, as, as humans as, can be. Yeah, as bad basically. as humans can be and they have self-control, whatever. But yeah. it's like, it seems like the answer is no. Not really, yeah. Not really, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, uh, it's, I, I mean, I do think they have made uh, somewhat of a point that, that new vampires are supposed to be maybe mm-hmm. less able to control themselves. Yeah you know, than older ones. So maybe that's part of the excuse, but I guess I thought that was building to something. Um, uh, with It's interesting that Arlene is so, um, is so dead set against vampires while at the same time, um, you know, the, another thing we find out in this pod is that um, the, the baby is Renee's and she, she basically sees, um, you know, she sees this baby as evil because you know, she sees Renee as evil, and mm-hmm. and and so um, I guess I guess you know, since Renee also had this uh, this uh, this uh, thing against vampires, which is sort of what led him to to go on his killing spree. There's something they have that in common, even though she thinks of him as evil. Mm-hmm. You know, well, because she's not going to go kill 
right. because she hates vampires. Right, because she's not evil. Because she's not evil. <laughs> it's just it's interesting. Her vision of evil at the moment is a human who hates vampires, while at the same time, you know, she doesn't. She she thinks vampires are evil. Well, but you have to add in the fact that it's a it's a human who hates vampires that kill people. Mm-hmm. I think that's that's the defining quality that makes them evil. Because you can right. hate vampires all you want, just like her, and it's not going to make you evil. It, it, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I think it's... But I guess what I'm saying is I feel like that sort of proves sort of the idea that, you know, humans can be as evil as vampires, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, I don't think she would disagree with that. She just... I think she feels like uh, all vampires... Or more can be evil versus she knows yeah. all humans aren't evil. The capability is one thing, but she feels like vampires that that's just their disposition and they can't be changed. You know? Right. And Jessica proves her right usually. Yeah. So I mean, yes. and I feel like that's fine. I you know vampires are totally they're not human. They're totally different. They have you know certain instincts that that they can't help themselves and they're compelled to do and they're, they're vicious and they're more animalistic. And that's what makes them interesting. I don't want them to be, you know, I, I think it's fine if a vampire wants to control themselves and mainstream, as they call it, and, and have that, that moral uh, battle that, that uh, Bill has, you know. But I, the same, at the end of the day, they're, they're a different animal, and, um, and they're, you know, they do what they do. Yeah, I guess, you know, I'm fine with it, too. The only time I find it weird is when they start pushing, you know, what I think was the original idea, um, uh, which is sort of using the, this uh, using this vampire coming out thing as an as a allegory or, you know, as a political commentary, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and then, then, it feels like, then it feels like a weird addition to say the people who hate the vampires are right. You know, mm-hmm. they are bad. They are a scourge to society. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's weird to do the allegory and then to say, well, the vampires really are kind of bad. You know, because yeah. I feel like that makes the message weird. Like it's 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 almost saying you could view it this way, and maybe maybe every maybe people are right. Maybe they are bad. Maybe we should eradicate well, I think this. The, I think the I think the thing is the allegory only goes so far. Yeah, I think it, it it goes to the point of saying here's a minority group that is coming into the mainstream, and how do people react to that? But you have to note that the allegory ends when you attach the the minority group are vampires. <laughs> yeah, because uh, the way vampires are, they are you know they 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 feed on humans. So I think yeah, I think it's if if that minority group is uh, you know say maybe fairies. Mm-hmm. Then I think you get a different story where everyone doesn't hate fairies because fairies don't go around killing people, right? You know, and and feeding on them. So, so yeah, I agree though. I think the the allegory has ceased because it's not about that anymore. I think mm-hmm. the last time they really, I think were were really dealing with that in any to any real extent. I think was when Jessica first started dating Hoy mm-hmm. and that kind of stuff. I think. They were. It was really about the new vampire, and you know, she has to tell some, you know, somebody she might like that she's a vampire, and all that stuff, and deal with that identity and stuff like that. And so, since then, I don't really think they've really done too much with that whole, you know, the mirroring and and the, and the political aspect of of what the show kind of started out being about. 
Right. There's been too much other things going on. Yeah. Yeah. You know. No, it's way beyond that at this point. I mean, yeah. I think, you know, anytime you do something like that, you know, it's it's going to wear thin at a certain point. And I think, you know, you really, at a certain point, just you, you care you care about the characters and not about what they represent, you know. Yeah. And yeah. so I, I feel like Mad Men sort of went through that phase as well, you know, where mm-hmm. where it became more about the individuals and less about the social commentary and look at the 60s, yep. aren't they crazy? Totally, you know. totally, totally. Because they used to have a lot of those moments on Mad Men where they would talk about a product or talk about public opinion or or states or show something or state something that's you know a product of the times and you go whoa, you know we've come a long way or whoa yeah. we haven't come that far yeah. you know either one exactly and yeah they seem to have done less less of that uh, recently right and it's been more of just about the characters uh, doing their thing yeah yeah who just happen to be characters living in the you know in the mid 60s, mm-hmm. but, but, you know, perfectly uh, relatable on that, you know, in that context. So, yeah. yeah, I guess, I guess I think, you know, you just can't, to do an allegory, you just can't, it, it, it wears thin after a while. So yeah, I agree. I mean, I do so think far. they've abandoned. It's just, it's just that I guess I feel like, you know, characters, Arlene's prejudice and like some of the stuff they show, I feel like they're kind of lingering with that, um, with that mm-hmm. idea a little bit, and so that that's why it brings it to mind. But I, I agree with your point. I, I think you're right. Yeah, they well, and and I really think the Arlene Jessica stuff is, was really more about you know at this point I think it's really more about Jessica being okay with herself. Yeah. Uh, and you know Tommy got in on that and basically told her that you're you're cool with you know and really having to do with herself reconciling what she did and killing the guy and being a vampire yeah. with, with with Hoyt and all that stuff and sort of you know so I think it was really sort of you know Arlene kept challenging her you're bad you're bad because of this you're bad because of that. And it was like, yeah, I am bad because of that. And I, I guess she, she yeah. Hoyt. Maybe she <laughs> so, learned not to feel bad about. About. I think, it's, and that's what Tommy was trying to get her to do is like, you know, don't cover up, cover up your fangs. Yeah, you know, stuff like that. Is like, don't hide being a vampire. Uh, and maybe that's still, you can attach that to the allegory too. I guess if you look at it that way. Yes. You know, don't hide your identity uh, yeah. and embrace it and all that kind of thing. Yeah. But, yeah. That's true. But, um, but it also works just on, it, on yeah, the character it level. Like it, was, it seemed like it was a way to you know, uh, refute uh, claims about vampires and how evil they are, mm-hmm. but, but just validated them. So it's like, well, yeah. that, should, that shouldn't be what they're telling us. So I think it's more about Jessica identifying with her vampire traits and, and yeah. being okay with that. And then that leads her back to Hoyt because mm-hmm. she's like, you can take me or leave me because now I know where I stand on right. the things that I do. So She's prepared to just kind of... Uh... Uh, fully, uh, you know, fully uh, uh, commit to being a vampire. Yeah. And just say, you know, deal with it or not. Yeah, exactly. I think you're right. That that works better. I think that's probably the point of that stuff. Um, mm-hmm. I guess I just didn't think that at the time. Yeah, it comes off like the other the other way we said. Um, yeah. I the whole thing with Hoyt and getting uh getting hurt and then you know having to drink the blood and then you know mm-hmm. any, anybody who's on B is is a different person I, and I I really love that yeah uh and I, I like the new Hoyt uh you know when he's like feed on me he's like problem solved. <laughs> 
Yeah. You know, and uh, and he's all, you know, uh, anxious and feels powerful, and uh, you know, that's that's not the Hoyt that we know. So I'm I'm, I'm wondering what's going to happen with Hoyt because. Uh, you know, once you do that V, I think it, it changes your perspective. Well, I don't know. I think Hoyt's in trouble because I think his mama and his ex-girlfriend are oh, uh, plotting against him. So thank you for bringing us back to the bad storyline. <laughs> um, yeah, that's probably the worst one. I think we agree that that's probably the worst <laughs> yeah. story, little story thread so far is, is, is it Summer? Summer. Uh, is that? I didn't even know what her name is. Yeah. Yeah. I think her name is Summer because she's a ray of sunshine. You get it? <laughs> Um, I do, but I don't want to. We, <laughs> uh, uh, her and uh, uh, her and, and Hoyt's mom have these Machiavellian plans of getting Hoyt uh, <laughs> engaged, <laughs> married, and married, oh, behind the scenes. Yeah, that was a bit much. I mean, I I did like. I mean, I don't like the summer character. She she comes off as annoying, uh, and that's really what she's supposed to come off as because yeah. she's an employee. But uh, I did like the little extra bit of character about you do realize that why she's doing it, why she's going so far. And, you know, um, uh, so I I, I did like that aspect of it. But I thought that scene with the mom was way too long. And she's like, no matter what we do, we're going to get you hitched to my boy. And, you know, it's like, really? We're going to spend time with you trying to get Hoyt? You know, it's like we're rooting for Jessica. I don't know who's team Summer. Yeah. You know, like, everyone's rooting for Jessica and Hoyt, not anybody else. So it's it's really weird for them to invest any time in that storyline. Yeah. Unless they're going to do something pretty interesting with it. But, you know, yeah. like Summer tries to kill Jessica or something. like. Yeah. And the couple of scenes they had with Hoyt and Summer, it really didn't seem like he liked her that much. He doesn't. He doesn't like her. I mean, I think they made it pretty clear that he really, like, every scene, he, he's never... Like, I think the first date, he was sort of interested or something. Yeah. But, but he kept always looking at, uh, mm-hmm. uh, what's her name, um, Jessica. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, so, yeah, I don't think he likes her at all. I, I mean, I yeah. think he thinks she's a nice girl. But I think he he's a really, Hoyt is a good guy who likes bad girls. Yeah. You know, I think he, he, you know, I don't know if he liked bad girls before Jessica, but I think he likes bad girls now. Mm-hmm. And he, or at least he likes Jessica, so. Uh, I, and, and, you know, Summer's just not going to compare. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. I feel like he's, you know, he's been fairly sheltered and just kind of mm-hmm. living at home. I think Tommy calls him, that's a big sixth-grade boy right there or something yeah, like that. Totally. You know, so I, I feel like him, yeah, going off with uh, with Jessica slash just the bad girl idea in general is, is part of trying to, and, you know, with the stuff at the end of the season, like break out of that mold. Yeah, you know, break like, away from his mom and all that. Yeah, stuff. yeah. And and sort of actually, uh, you know, be be his own person, and maybe he's overcompensating a little bit, but you know, I I, I think that's the idea. Yeah. And and I yeah I just for the for the finale of the season I just don't want a scene with Summer and Hoyt's mom I I just I don't either. I don't there's there it's only an hour long they don't do long finales I I just I would rather spend time on the like ten other storylines they got going that mm-hmm. I'm more interested in. So yeah, that. Uh, 
I mean, whatever. I just don't know what, what their plan of attack is going to be. I mean, yeah, what can they do besides just be? I mean, are they going to try to like frame Jessica for something or Hoyt's like, yeah, I mean, it seems like that's the natural idea. Well, who's who's the obstacle? Jessica's the obstacle, so they're going to have to get her out of the way somehow. So maybe that's what they're going down the road they're going down. I don't know what else they they could do. She's done, I mean, like she said, she was even going to put out, you know, even though God wants girls to wait. So, Mm -hmm. you know, they say that in the Bible. <laughs> Forgot about that line. <laughs> oh God. Yeah. Yeah, she's so ridiculous. Uh I think for me, uh number two bad storyline is what's his name again? You're the one that knows this guy's name. Uh Ooh. what is it? Hirsch Hirsch oh, something? Don't say anything, you're gonna make me forget. Oh, okay. Uh uh Hitch Maynard. Hitch Maynard, okay. Not Hirsch. <laughs> Yeah, you're you're saying that, and I'm thinking I'm thinking I'm getting all confused about what the name was. No, 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 no. Don't say anything. It's Maynard. Yes, they've had a couple scenes with him this season. Um, too many. Way too many. Why? Why is that there? It's I guess it's a thing for Jason, but it doesn't. I just don't feel like they're getting enough out of it to justify spending time on it. I gotta say. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I don't know what else to say. I mean, the I think there's been maybe four or five scenes about this Kitch Maynard storyline. You know, it started with him, you know, right around the time he wanted to become a cop or something. Mm-hmm. He wanted to become a cop, and he sees Kitch Maynard and and uh, and uh, and uh, Hoyt tells him, you know, Kitch is about to break your record, and so <laughs> and uh, and then. Okay, and then so he's and then he tries to teach him some manners because he thinks he's you know this hot shot who doesn't deserve it, which he's just obviously just like Jason was when Jason right. was his age. That's and, clearly but, yeah the point. So I feel like it was some story about you know Jason and maturity and mm-hmm. uh, and you know and then his you know his maybe maybe a little bit about his legacy being you know eclipsed or something yeah. and. What has he done with his life? I don't know where they were going with it at first, and then and then he got and then they kept going with the police thing another another bit, and then yeah. then he gets then he gets caught up with Crystal, so they deal with the Crystal thing, and so now they come back to the Kitch thing of basically the next big storyline with Kitch is he's he's on D, uh, and I gotta say that's that first scene in the I think the last episode where where Jason is at the football field and he sees Kitch throwing to his teammates and, and he's throwing it really hard and really far. And, and they, they do the sort of a medium shot of Jason and Jason has this look on his face and he shakes his head, he nods his head. Like he realized something and I'm thinking, what did you realize? Share mm-hmm. with the audience. Because I don't know what this scene was about. You just watched him throw the football. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you just realized, Jason. I, that seems seems so absurd to me. And then the next time when he when when you see him and like uh, Kitch, I think is like the guys are going home and he still wants to play. And yeah, like, yeah. Oh, okay, now you get it. Now you see what was going on. But it was so weird to me that Jason put it together. Yeah. Um, and uh, and I'm just like, really, this is the storyline. Like he's gonna get involved in this kid who's who's doing V, and it's like, well. And then yeah, the whole thing about everybody knows he's doing it. So right, <laughs> you know, so he's gonna he's gonna go through the trouble of bringing him down with through his law enforcement connections or something like. 
you know, I don't know. They did a pretty good job of making that seem like a dead end. So it just became about, you know, I guess Jason, um, uh, you know, dealing with the fact that, you know, someone was, someone was getting an advantage and outdoing him and maybe mm-hmm. he's past his prime to a certain extent and he's not, he's not that person anymore. And I don't know. Yeah. I don't, I don't know exactly what they're trying to point at. <laughs> it's a little all over the place, but, um, you know, but something's going on there and, you know, the yeah. thing is I don't like it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, I have to say in general, um, let me see. Now I like some of the stuff at the end of season two with Jason, but um, mm-hmm. but I think I think his best stuff was with Amy in season one. I think that that was my favorite Jason stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, I would agree with that. That was that was the best Jason stuff. It's gone sequentially downhill. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there's the the season one stuff and the season two stuff, and now this stuff. I mean, um, yeah, he's just been he's just been kind of hard to like this season in a lot of situations. I mean, that yeah. whole thing with the, I, you know, we might have talked about that in the last podcast. But Maybe make me a cop right now or else. Yeah, basically. Yeah. yeah. Just, I want, I want everything for no work. Like, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I want, I want to do no work and I want everything handed to me right now because I deserve it. Yeah. Why do I deserve it? Because I say I do. <laughs> yeah. Like that just yeah. that doesn't feel like a Jason who's mature. <laughs> no. And I think that's really that's that's the thing that's missing for me is any sort of growth from the Fellowship of the Sundays. I still yeah. don't understand why he went through that whole thing and Suki even explained it to him like he was a kindergartner. What he should learn from that. Yeah. But, yeah. That he needs to think before he gets caught up in things and that he's gullible and he's mm-hmm. convinced and and he needs to, and, and then, and then he goes, you know, uh, against going up against Marianne. You know, the time for thinking is over. Yeah. When did it start? <laughs> when, when when was the millisecond that the time for thinking started and ended? Because I don't remember the beginning of it. <laughs> you know, that's weird to me. Yeah. 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 No, I don't. I don't think it did start. I think. And it, it's like I, I know they have to keep his character, you know, for lack of a better term, dim-witted. Yeah. But I think I think he still needs to be able to grow in certain areas and not just I don't know, just flounder and, and just do whatever is going on and uh Yeah, I don't think they have to turn him into Eric or something to to you yeah. know, to have his character grow. I mean, I think he can still have realizations and and go through changes while while still keeping his basic nature you know i don't i don't, mm-hmm. I don't think you have to lose that but it does feel like he really never gets anything uh out of anything i i almost feel like you know he's he's you know leonard and uh memento he's got short-term yeah. memory loss and yeah. you know whatever happened 30 seconds ago he just doesn't remember yeah you know whatever lesson he learned last week it doesn't apply right now <laughs> I agree. Yeah, that's exactly what it what it seems like. That would be a great crackpot theory if there were any space for that. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, um what other what other not so great storylines? I mean there's there's a couple. Um and I just think and I'm not that I'm not that big of a fan of him and Crystal either. 
you know, I like you said, I mean, I think her best days were in the beginning when she was mysterious. Yeah. And now, you know, I, I there's something unappealing about the damsel in distress who just does not want to be saved. You know, mm-hmm. and and it's like he goes out on a limb to try to save her, and of course she's conflicted. You want your character to be conflicted, but uh, you know she doesn't. You know she wants to be with the people and 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 all that stuff. And but it's like she, you know, she had that whole thing about she wanted him to help <laughs> to help uh, rescue the people from the DEA raid or something or the FBI raid. Oh or, God, yeah. Or, and then and then he goes, you know, because because she says her dad vowed that if the place was raided, he'd burn the thing to the ground. And there's innocent women and children, I guess, people in there who aren't involved with the drugs or something like that, and um, innocent Panther people, I guess, and. Uh, and uh, and Jason goes, Jason goes, it'd be like Waco all over again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm just like, you should know that reference. I, not that fast. You said that instantly. Like you, you know, I've never seen Jason, re- you know, put two and two together like that so fast. Yeah. Uh, with such a old reference uh, and uh, and fairly obscure, like. You know, thing. Uh, it felt like your event, I guess. You know, but uh, I didn't really buy that Jason. Jason would say that, but uh, I didn't either. And I, just, I was bothered by the line in general. It just, yeah. I, I have to say, like that, that whole plot feels like it comes out of thin air. Like there, mm-hmm. like I, it's hard for me to care about it because they haven't even, like, as far as I know, that's all they've really. I mean, I they showed a little bit with them earlier in the season, I guess, but they haven't really done a lot to like make me care about that yeah you know? i mean it's like okay we're gonna go stop the whatever from burning whatever i got yeah it, it's to me it's like that compound isn't real you know yeah I, we, we haven't i mean we've seen i guess the outside of it or something but it seems like these win you know these innocents she's talking about we've never seen them you yeah know, the, all we saw was the the dad and his and and, and the other males who were leading the pack and mm-hmm. uh you know, they beat up and harass Lafayette and all that. So it's like, I, I don't know why we care about these people. I don't know why they're wear Panthers. You know, what? You know, it seems like they could have just been regular humans doing this yeah. thing and it'd be the same story. Yeah, yeah. You know? there's, there's no need to do that to throw that in. It's yeah. It's kind of it's just kind of useless. I mean, it tells us that that such things exist, but mm-hmm. as far as the story goes, yeah, it's totally <laughs> unnecessary. Yeah. And I gotta say, I I, I kind of hate that shot of Crystal being the panther and turning into a human. Mm-hmm. I kind of hate the look on her face. <laughs> she's like, meow. Like I don't know. Like, you know, like she just she's like, you know, she presents herself as a werepanther and she's like. She's, I don't know, she's kind of bashful. I don't know what her expression is, but it's just, it's so, like, I don't know. It's unnerving to me. I, I hate that shot of, like, I don't wear panther. Do you mind? You know, like. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was just really cheesy. It was really bad, I think. You yeah. Know, like, oh, look. I walk into a room and there's a panther. Right. They right. my girlfriend. And I guess I feel like she's she's got her own problems. Mm-hmm. And she's not really that focused on Jason, you know, like yeah, exactly, and it's not mutual. And I got to say, the other thing that makes me not like the storyline is I don't know why he's in love with her. Mm-hmm. He he said that or something, you know, last episode he said he loved her, and I'm just like, why? 
You've known her for two days. You know, <laughs> it's and a she bit much. She caused you nothing but grief. I mean, you're not yeah. married. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was a joke about marriage. Um, Ouch. Ouch. That's what that I was yeah. going to say about about Talbot and Russell. Like they mm-hmm. they were kind of like an old married couple. Like when yes, we, it know, worked when we saw them still together. And so they were just kind of bickering all the time. We didn't really see them happy together, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, I, I mean, I guess it's just one of those things that happens over time with marriages, you know, but, you know, he, he's still, he's still very, uh, very upset that he's dead, you know, even, even mm-hmm. though they didn't exactly have, you know, the best marriage at the, at the time, you know? Well, yeah. And I think, I think in that, you know, you could their relationship, Talbot and, and Russell's relationship, and you see their connection, and you see their dynamic, and it, it, it definitely works. You can see who has domain over what. Yeah. You know, he's, obviously, Talbot's the stay-at-home wife, and, and mm-hmm. Russell's the, the work, bringing in the bread, or the yeah. Viking crowns, as they were. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, it makes sense. And the thing with, and you can tell that they care for each other and love each other. Yeah, you know, without it, it has to you know going overboard or it really them having a sale in a lot. Right, um, it wasn't. They didn't. They weren't portrayed as being overly lovey dovey yeah. with each other and at I all. And I don't get. And that's the thing. There's nothing anchoring the the uh, relationship with Jason and uh, and Crystal to me because again, like he's in love with her already, and I just don't know what what is it about her besides her looks that he's in love with. I don't get it. I mean, she's She's, I don't know if she's fun. She doesn't. They haven't done anything fun. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Like, Personality-wise, she seems okay or average. And then it's like you know, um, I and she likes nature. She's supposed to be outdoors. Maybe that's attractive to him. Uh, I just don't know why he's obviously. I'm nitpicking the storyline, but I'm just saying mm-hmm. like, there's nothing. She hasn't. She ha- like Amy had something that you could tell Jason was into. And she was pulled into her and 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 and, and loved her because of the the kind of personality she had. But I think she also was very much keyed into manipulating Jason. So yeah. there was more of a mutual thing going on with them. He was really yeah. like hypnotized by her, and she really, I think, liked having him around to sort of pursue her. Like she was, yeah. she was kind of psychopathic, but I think. Mm-hmm. She was interesting, so I could at least understand, you know, why Jason would be drawn to her. Yes, and I think that cements the relationship. Yeah. And so you care about what these characters are talking about or doing, and with Crystal and Jason, it's like, you know, if Crystal, you know, if she left the show, you know, she her character, you know, I don't want to say dies because he had some fallout from that, but if she left, he'd forget her in a week. I know. You know, <laughs> you just would. And I, it's I, so I, true. I think to go so far, again, for the damsel in distress who doesn't want to be rescued, to keep going so far, you know, it, it gets really tedious when she, not only is she, the relationship not cemented, you know, their love not cemented, but she's not that interested in him. Yeah. You know, she keeps saying she is, yeah. but she just wants him to go help her. Right. So it's like, I don't know. And she also spends a lot of time kind of pushing him away. And, and then that's the other thing, too. She keeps saying, you know what? So, so she, it's really frustrating. It's like, why are we watching these, these two people who obviously should not be together? Yeah. You know, like, too much yeah. going on here. Yeah, it's weird. It's really weird. That's, that's, um, 
that's a storyline that really, it started off okay, but I, I think it really mm-hmm. kind of degenerated. And it's at a point where I'm just like, I don't care. Like, if they I just cut either. to, like, in the finale, Jason, like, whew, glad I saved all this <laughs> when that comes out. Like, I'll be fine with that. <laughs> like, yeah, like, oh, the DEA came in and they rescued everybody. And, yeah. it wasn't, you know, it was fine. The dad fled. He didn't burn it down. And yeah. It was fine. I would be like, oh, great. We're done with that. No problem. Great. You took care of it. Let's move on. Yeah, totally, totally, let's move on. I can live with that. But I think you're right. I mean, Jason in general just has, as you said, a kind of weird short-term memory problem. Uh, Mm -hmm. uh, Because I feel like he's already, you know, moved on from Amy and and then the, the, uh, what's his name's wife at the Fellowship of the Sun place. And, you know, it just, it seems like he just kind (laughs) of, you know, he gets in these relationships and they're a big deal at the time. But but, he loves whoever it is, whoever the new person, whoever the new person person of the week is he loves them he does yeah yeah but then when they're gone for whatever reason i think he forgets about it yeah the only thing i can say is if this thing with crystal obviously romantically they're not going to work out in the long run yeah but (laughs) spoiler alert but uh but but maybe they're going to dovetail this storyline into back into his trying to be a cop and somehow, yeah. whatever happens when he goes to help rescue the people is going to get him back in the path of becoming a cop. And that's the only thing I can think that they can save the storyline is if they throw it back on that, because that's the other part of his storyline that they've been lagging on. Definitely. There hasn't been a lot about that since a lot earlier in the season. Yeah, I mean, it seemed like he they just hit a roadblock, and yeah. Andy's, you know, trying to do stuff. But, it, you know, I, I think Andy's happy not having to – have Jason around. Yeah, he's just a problem. It's when almost he's like around. Jason forgot. It's almost yeah. like he forgot he wanted to be a cop. It is, yeah. You know, it was the only thing he ever wanted last <laughs> week. <laughs> you know? Yep. But that's before he met Crystal, and now she's the only thing he mm-hmm. ever wanted. So. Mm-hmm. This week. Yeah, and next week is going to be a box of Doritos. A bag of Doritos. <laughs> it's going to be the only thing he ever wanted. Not just it should be a Doritos. box of Doritos. Yeah, a box. <laughs> it's more special that way. It is, yeah. I just, I, I don't know. I believe he wants that more. Mm-hmm. Um, the Russell Talbot stuff, I think, uh, you know, his whole, uh, Russell's whole little uh, eulogy to Talbot or whatever, his final words was cool. Yes. Uh, and that whole thing about Talbot being alone, and he was like, I see now how alone you were, and I'm thinking, I see it too now. <laughs> you know, I'm thinking about Talbot and how all he had was really the decorations and he just loved, you know, his he, he just really liked showing people around and yeah. his creation, which was the home. And, and that's really what he had to sort of offer and show. And beyond that, he really had nothing else and he was always wanting Russell around and always upsetting mm-hmm. Russell. With, so, and, but you take it as, you know, when it's coming, it's just this nagging or just right. know, conflict and, and, you know, just the general stuff you put up with in relationships and this guy, you know, you got to do what you got to do. But uh, but it really did sort of give me a different perspective on, on Talbot's character. Like, oh, I can see how that would be really lonely to be, you know, the companion of the king who always has to do other stuff. And yeah, all you have is really the time that he, you know, you're standing around every now and then, you know. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. Somewhat like... Uh, and again, when we're talking about Mad Men, somewhat like Don and Betty, you know, to a yeah. degree. Yeah. Yeah, it it was weird for me how 
the way Russell dealt with Talbot's death did kind of retroactively make me appreciate Talbot's character more. Mm-hmm. You know, I, that that so you found that too. That was just another. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree completely. Uh, that was just another sort of aspect of the of the Russell stuff in this in this segment of the show that I thought was really good. I, mm-hmm. I I think um I I would say I would say that I think uh, Russell at this point as a character I think I actually like him as much as uh, Marianne. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I think his villainy has been a little less impressive, but his obviously his uh, his goals are are much bigger. But uh, yeah. but what he's actually accomplished doesn't doesn't seem as impressive. He's not quite as scary as Marianne. You yeah. Know? You know, yeah, and it's because not only does she have this other kind of power, but he he's not, uh, he, you know, you can have a conversation with him. He's reasonable. Yeah, and he's much and more sympathetic than she was. Totally, you know? totally. Yeah. She was basically just evil and scary all the time. There was no, yeah. there was there no scenes no with, with her. She was going to do whatever she wanted to do. And, yeah. 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 Yeah, so it's 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 very different. I mean, he's still a bad guy in a way, but it, it's it's more it's he's more ridiculous. He's a bad ridiculous. guy you like. You know, I think he's a bad guy you like. And, yeah, uh, exactly. I kind of hope he doesn't die. Yeah, I do too. I mean, although I, I think he very well might. Uh, it seems like he needs to uh, to get him out of the storyline. You know, get him out of the way. Yeah. But um, as a character, I agree. I really like him, and I, you know, I really like the actor too. And I um. It'd be sad not to have him around, but it's like, well, what can you do with him around? Yeah. You know, and plus I, I'm disappointed not to see his, you know, world domination quest. So. Right. <laughs> but yeah, I want to see what that's like. Me too. And I, I also feel like his his werewolf secret society oh, yeah. has kind of fallen by the wayside in the last couple of years. Oh, episodes. wow, totally. They're going to be very uh, confused and upset at the next uh, wolf pack meeting when he doesn't show up, you know. To give them the blood. I mean, their whole mm-hmm. their whole thing is gonna, and that would actually be. I don't want to see this on True Blood, but in some other story, you know, some other narrative, I'd like to see the storyline where Al Seed, you know, uh, from Al Seed's perspective of, you know, because he was upset that his pack had changed, right? And so if Russell's out of the picture, his pack is gonna change to something else. It'd be interesting to see what what happens with him and that whole storyline that we'll probably never see on the show, of course, right. Yeah, but they don't. You know, they don't. And Cooter's gone. Cooter's you know, dead. He was kind of like dead. a high, a high member of that pack too. So mm-hmm. it's like I don't know what's going to happen with those guys. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I wonder if we'll even see them again this yeah. season. I, I mean, know. they have a lot going it. on that they don't really need them for. So yeah, I, I don't. I don't even know. You know, Alcide's long gone. Um. So yeah, it's uh, the werewolf thing this season was weird. I guess at the beginning I thought it was gonna be all about werewolf werewolves, but mm-hmm. as season went on, it was like nah, werewolves are kind of just the henchmen this season. Yeah, they they well, uh, they they're just not that great. And I love uh, I forget the last episode. You watched so there's so many we're covering in this podcast. But one of the recent episodes when when uh, I think it was the last one where. Um, where Bill tells Jason, you know, he's trying to get Jason to protect Sookie because Bill has to go to sleep because it's going to get daylight soon. And and uh, he says, 
he says, you know, do you have a gun or whatever? Do you say, yeah, I got a shotgun in my truck. And then Bill's like, okay, well, you know, if a werewolf comes, just remember, you know, they're faster and quicker and stronger than you can ever, than you can imagine. Mm-hmm. I'm like, no, they're not. <laughs> I mean, because you can imagine how strong and quick a vampire is, and they're nowhere near as strong and quick as that. So I'm like, you're really overselling werewolves here, buddy. They're not as fast and quick as he, more than you can imagine. Yeah, no, that's true. I can't believe he said that. God, that's such yeah, a... Yeah, it stood out. Like, what? Classic, like, these, come on. These vampires? I mean, these werewolves? Yeah. 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 I mean, vampires, yeah, they're just... they. I think, you know, the, the main ad was pretty strong. They couldn't really mm-hmm. do much against her, so... You know, yeah. they, they they have had kind of a, a little bit uh, of something stronger than a vampire, but for the most part, they really are uh, the strongest on the show by far. And yeah. even even in that in that bit where uh, um, where Russell tries to come get Sookie in her house and you know brings the werewolves with her, like, and you know Bill has has Jessica help uh, you know fight them off. Like she she takes them on, and she's like barely been a vampire, you know. Oh like, yeah, yeah. Oh totally. <laughs> So it's yeah, like, yeah. if a brand new vampire can can take a werewolf, mm-hmm. it's like they're 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 really not. And I think close. those are I think those are werewolves on B too, to a certain yeah, extent. They are. And yeah. that, that reminds me, you know, Bill had that line touting the power of werewolves, but that reminds me of Eric's line when he he tells Sookie, I think, like, you know, a werewolf is you know is uh, even kind of hard for me to handle sometimes, especially if they're on B. I'm like, no, they're not. Yeah. Not buying that, no. <laughs> no, they're not. So I feel like the show wants us to think that vamp- uh, I keep saying vampires, werewolves are more, you know, incredible and spectacular than really they have portrayed them. Yeah. You know, because uh, they really are kind of lackluster. They're just another shape-shifting humanoid. Yeah. Uh, who who goes to wolf, and, uh, and uh, that's about it. Yeah, yeah. So they probably can, you know, when they turn to wolves, they probably can run faster than people can, you know. So they, yeah, you know, they're, they're, they're well, they can run as fast as a wolf can. Is yeah, that, is that spectacular? I don't know. Wolves can do it just fine. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the only thing spectacular about it is that they have, you know, a, a sort of human consciousness mm-hmm. with the with the wolf running. So it's a, it's a bit better, but yeah, it's just. Compared to some of the other stuff they showed, it does feel underwhelming, and I, I think uh, I think the werewolves pretty much got uh, uh, under. Uh, they 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 were not very impressive, which I, which mm-hmm. I think is what you're saying. I mean, they 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 tried to talk them up, I guess, but they didn't really deliver uh, the goods yeah. in showing them be as uh, as frightening and powerful. Any werewolf that went against, I, I, I think this is a true statement, any werewolf that went against a human or a vampire got killed. Yeah. <laughs> In the end. So, you know, mo- at least most of the werewolves. So it's like, you know, what are you going to say? Well, what does that say about them? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I, as far as I can tell, there's nothing special required to kill them. You just no. kill them the way you would kill a wolf or a human. You shoot them in the head mm-hmm. and they die and that's it. Yeah. Um, so it's not like with vampires where there's these special rules about killing them. So yeah. So it's I mean, uh, you know I mean, they're they're sort of like a mild problem. Yeah, and that's the thing. They're and that and and it, it made them very 
apt to be the vampire king's henchmen. Yeah. They're they're just, you know, they're threshold guardians. They're just the guys who are in the way and you gotta you know, they're the security guards, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And also I guess it makes it work that you know, they can be controlled by vampires because they're really never going to be able to actually overpower them. them. So it makes sense. And I guess at this point, Russell, I think, is the oldest vampire they've had on the Mm -hmm. show so far. So I I think that's made it good. I I did like the bit where he just suddenly, like, pops in front of the car in the the last episode. I was was really amused by that. (laughs) Yeah. comes out of nowhere. It's, it's been weird how they show certain power, certain strength and feats and stuff. I remember when uh, when when they're in his ha- Russell's house and, and, and I think they had just captured Sookie or something and Bill tries to attack Russell and he just like spins or something and then like and then uh, and then Bill is like thrown off him or something weird. Like I'm just like, really? A spin move? All right. <laughs> If that works. That works. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Because, uh, but he, but, but he, but he does a good job of, of uh, embodying a certain sense of power versus having to show it. You know, Absolutely. He you know, mostly... even, even stopping the car was sort of understated in a way. He, you know, he just yeah. put his hand on it and the whole thing. Stopped. It wasn't like he, you know, jumped on top of it or knocked right. it over. It was just like. You know, stop, please. This little car toy. I'm just going to stop it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. He didn't. He didn't seem like he was trying really. Mm-hmm. It was. It was sort of. Uh, it was just kind of casual. Uh, I want to stop this car right now, so I'm going yeah. to. But I agree. I think he. Uh, he conveys his own power more through his own charisma than through actually utilizing it. Yeah. You know, he comes across as powerful. I feel like with the same personality, he would seem powerful whether he actually were or not. Mm-hmm. You know, he just, he has that. I mean, I think the idea probably is it's supposed to have sort of developed over the 3,000 years he's been alive. Mm-hmm. But, you know, he carries himself yeah. with, with an air of someone who, you know, has has it a lot of experience the... and has kind of seen it all and, you know, Sort of uh, uh, isn't isn't surprised by much. That makes me wonder if you could pull a, a vampire con and just say you're like three thousand years old, <laughs> so none of the younger mm-hmm. vampires will mess with you. Yeah, like like I think you have to be somewhat old so you can display some power when you are challenged because you will be challenged at some right. point. But but I wonder if uh, you know he's you know he's only two thousand years old or something. <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, fifteen hundred years old. He just tells people he's older, and because uh, it's like any, it's like who's going to sort of say that he's not who he says he is? Yeah, you know, because he go, you know, he's going to predate most of those people. And yeah. sort of really, even if he doesn't, how can they verify it? Right. Um, you know, so it's I don't know. I'm sure that that's not what's going on, but that's just funny to me to think that he could just really be the weakest. Like Eric could defeat him or something if he really tried. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, one-on-one brute strength or something, because he's just making it up that he's 3,000 years old. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's definitely older than Eric. Yeah, he's definitely older than Eric. So, uh, you know, we didn't see him before that, but 
Um, but that that's at least – although they never showed him. I guess you could have a weird theory. Well, that's the thing. Yeah, yeah maybe Russell killed whoever that was. That wasn't really he took him, over, yeah. took over his identity or something. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> you know, if this were lost, I would expect that. Yeah, right? That seems like the kind of thing they would try. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's not really anybody. He's not that he's, powerful yeah. at all. Yeah, exactly. Like a Henry Gale thing. Yeah. Like, he's not Russell Eddington. <laughs> we we found that we found that uh we found that hot air balloon. Yes. Yes. And I mean obviously Russell Edgington is not a three thousand year old name. <laughs> <laughs> what it isn't? No. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think so. So obviously, I mean, at least with Eric, they gave him a name that uh, fits the era he's supposed to be from. Well, yeah, but it's, uh, that almost seems like a made-up last name, Northman. Northman, yeah. It's yeah. a little too on the nose for me. Yeah. I mean, one more. I, I don't think they actually had typical last names at that time. I think it, I think yeah, it was yeah, more exactly. about who your father was or whatever. Something but, of this clan. Yeah, or, or a clan I mean, that's or a location. Where, that's, that's where all that sun stuff comes from. Yeah, exactly. You know, Richardson and all mm-hmm. that stuff. Johnson. Son of, son of John, son of Richard. Yeah, exactly. Or or places, you know. Mm-hmm. It, it's yeah. That that is where that stuff. So yeah, I mean that part that part might be fabricated, but at least Eric is you know the transliterated version of a real you know Viking yeah. name. Yeah, that's true. So, so I buy that more. But like, when did Russell decide to name himself Russell Edgington? Like, obviously during the Victorian era. I guess I, that's so. My, that's my that's my theory. I don't okay. know. Okay, interesting theory. I wonder if we'll find out. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I care about that all of a sudden, but it seems uh, seems odd. Mm. Like, where did he come from? What are his origins? Now I'm curious. He could have a whole show, I think. I mean, I, really I don't know. Could. I think m- most people who live 3,000 years probably have their own show, but being a vampire throughout with, with ambitions, I think. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I'd like to see what was going on. What, what's, what's he doing during, you know, the Civil War or mm-hmm. uh, during, uh, you know, any of the major historical eras, you know? Yeah. So this thing with Suki and, and the, she's a fairy and all that stuff, uh, and the idea that the vamp- vampires killed off all the, you know, every that's the prevailing theory that vampires killed off all the fairies. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking that that you know since we did see other fairies in this in Suki's dreamland or wherever that place is, that yeah, we went to also that that they didn't all die off, that they actually left, mm-hmm. like they went to somewhere else for refuge. Yes. And that's, you know, and it makes me think that this alien idea isn't that crazy. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm wondering if they are on some other world or something or other dimension or because uh, they, there's some place that I don't think is Earth. Right. I agree. At least, at least when you go through that portal, mm-hmm. you know, you're going some other place. So I'm wondering. So that's interesting. You know, I, I that's what's cool about True Blood is you, you know, it starts with this already interesting idea of a telepathic waitress and, you know, and then they add in vampire world, and then you know, then it just spirals out from that, and you know, so it's it's interesting that how far she's come, and okay, now she she's got powers, and she's part fairy, and uh, 
Yeah. So what are they gonna What are they gonna do with that? You know. Speaking of Sookie being a waitress, has she worked a day as a waitress this season? You know, she came back one time when she basically said, "I think she said hire Jessica." I think she joked to Sam she, oh, she should okay. hire Jessica right before he hired Jessica. Okay. And I think that was the last time she worked. And I feel like that was coming from uh, when she got back from Mississippi. Okay. I think. Okay. And she worked like one time. And then she's been busy. She's been very know, busy. You know, I guess Grant's house is paid for. They don't have a mortgage. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know what bills she really has. You know, so... It seems like, you know, she doesn't really have, obviously, financial obligations because she's not working a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I think she did get some inheritance money, too. I remember that being... She did, yeah. But she was trying to give that all to Jason. Oh, yeah. That's right. So I don't know. I forget. I forget. I think he took it. Did he take it? I don't remember. She was trying to give that to him, and... Um. I I feel like he didn't want it either, but I I, yeah. I forget what what the resolution was with where that money went. Yeah, I don't remember. I guess oh, I thought was that that wasn't that wasn't he just didn't he didn't spend all of that on fellowship of, of his son, did he? Oh shit, that might have been what he was, did. That was around the time he needed money yeah. for that. But that was I think only that two thousand or something. There wasn't yeah. that much money. No. But he at least, I, I think the he check spent, they got was a lot. It, it was more than that, but I think he did spend part of it on that. I think that is yeah. what he did with it. Okay. So presumably he still has, I don't know if it even matters anymore, but. Well, he's got, isn't this place he's staying at now new? Uh, or, did he, or did he always have this apartment? I, I thought, yeah, I thought he always had that place. And we I, just never saw it for a long time? Uh, yeah, I think so. I mean, he, okay. I, he he did, I remember him having a place a while ago. And and then he was kind of gone for season two, so I don't think yeah. he ever saw it in season two. But, but I, I want to say it's that it's the place that you know uh, the was, season one stuff. Yeah, the season one stuff. Yeah, I mean it seemed like it. I just I didn't remember. I didn't remember. Uh, yeah, it's been so long. I mean Hoyt wasn't his roommate the whole time, right? Or had oh, he been his roommate this whole time? Yeah, no, I don't think that was true before. Maybe oh, Hoyt. Was, I, Hoyt was living with his mom. Hoyt was living with his mom. Yeah, he was yeah. living with his mom. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. So maybe he just moved in to where Jason's place. Yeah, that's right. I remember that. Um, what else you want to talk about or bring up with this stuff? Uh, I'll just throw in the uh, the uh, we talked a little bit about the, uh, the Arlene's evil baby. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the, you know. Oh, and uh, another thing: the new the new waitress at Merlot's is starting oh, to yeah. become a kind of recurring thing. Like I forgot that Amy actually worked there. Uh, everybody who comes through there, if you're a woman, you're gonna get a job there. And if you're related to Sam, you're gonna get a job there. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, everybody works at Merlot's. Yeah. yeah. And in season two, it was Daphne. Mm-hmm. You know, and both of them like had you know dark secrets, and then mm-hmm. um, and now we have this w- crazy woman show up, and mm-hmm. they've done a lot of weird stuff with her. I guess I don't, I guess I don't really suspect her of anything too crazy beyond what we've seen, but um, but it, she is weird. I don't really know uh, what they're doing with her. Um, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, they have her go out with uh, 
oh, you know, they do this ritual to, uh, I don't know, cleanse the baby or something or or get rid of the evil or something like that. And I guess I guess it. Well, I think it was to, the ritual was to get rid of the baby. Yeah. 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 Oh, okay, okay. I guess I wasn't sure if it was to get rid of the evil in the baby or actually get rid of the baby completely. I think it's to get rid of the baby because I think that's what Arlene says explicitly. She says, well, I know that was the intention, and I guess I thought the idea was, like, the baby's evil, so if we get rid of the evil baby, we get rid of the baby. Like, I guess... No, I mean, because she told Terry she didn't want the baby, and then she tells the lady, I mean, before this scene, she tells the lady, um, you know, she says, you mentioned there's other ways of getting rid of the baby. Can we talk about that? Mm-hmm. And so I think that was a line. And so, okay. yeah, they're they're trying to get rid of the baby, and even in the aftermath when she wakes up and she's bleeding, right. she's calm because she's thinking she had a miscarriage. Yes. You know, if she was thinking she wanted the, 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 the good baby still alive, she would have been more upset. Right. You know? uh, so, yeah, I think the the, the the thing is she was trying to get rid of the baby. Well, I mean, I knew that. I guess I guess I just wasn't sure, you know, because there was that one line that I don't even know her name has uh, where she says, like, if the baby, what is, do you remember the word, like, if the baby was supposed to be born, it'll be born anyway, or, so, you know, she has some mm-hmm. some little comment to the effect that this won't necessarily prevent the baby from being born. Yeah. You know? Well, she was saying it may not work, which I think is a good disclaimer for any, <laughs> or, like, you know, ritual like that. Uh, um, but I think she was just basically saying it may not work. And I think there was a bit of uh, ominousnessity to it also with the idea of, uh, they did this ritual to get rid of the baby, and it's somehow not working. And what does that mean in terms of this evil baby it, that refuses not to be born or something like that? You know. Yeah. So I guess I, I wasn't sure whether to whether to think that sort of her apparent miscarriage was really like the evil being purged, and you know she still doesn't want the baby, of course, but it won't turn out bad, and she, her fears are going to be misguided. Or is it that this baby is so powerfully evil that it warded off the spell and and the blood was like part of the battle or something and, and it really is a, a really evil baby that's coming. Like I, <laughs> Um Well, which two ridiculous scenarios uh could it be? Um I, I, I'm siding with the idea that this baby I don't want to say that the baby's evil the baby's evil, but you know, it's there's something there's something undeniable about this birth that I think that they're trying to tell us. Um but I, I think to but I also wanna say if she had a, you know, professional abortion or something, a medical procedure, I think it would have worked. God, I hope so. (laughs) You know, I don't think the baby's like, get that, whatever they do, out of here. Um, I don't know exactly what happens, but... um, I think there's multiple methods. Yeah, there's things that go on. Yeah. Um, So, I'm citing... My my perspective is that she tries to get rid of the baby. This baby wants to be born, and I, I think it's coming off ominous, like... Like it's an evil baby to a certain degree. Not yeah. not that the baby's going to come out evil, but that whatever force is uh, related to Renee is, uh, is 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 
there. Somehow and, still uh, protecting the baby or something. Something like that. And um uh yeah, so that's my take on it. I don't I don't think they were I don't think it's gonna be that she that they cleanse the baby and that was the evil coming out and then she's gonna give birth and the baby's gonna be because it's like how do you know when the baby's you know <laughs> you know like right. how are we gonna how are they gonna show us that this is a good baby yeah you know <laughs> like no look you can tell because the evil was purged you know before the baby was like yeah they might I don't know how they can go down that road I think they can go down the road of the baby being seen as evil and resisting not being born and uh and stuff like that and uh any and any other thing that might happen during the pregnancy, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I love how the doctor didn't explain what happened though. I don't I feel like I maybe he did, but I feel like he didn't explain why she was bleeding. No, not really. Not really. He just he just said you know, that she was okay and the baby was okay, but he didn't really talk mm-hmm. about what actually happened. Yeah. Yeah. I felt bad. I wanted her to get rid of that evil baby. Yeah, I kind of did too. I was like, I hope this works because that baby's evil, right? Yeah, and, I, you know, really I just kind of don't – well, babies are a problem, yeah. you know, regardless of whether they're evil. But Renee's baby, like, I don't – I don't know. I'm done with Renee. I don't want Renee yeah. to have a baby. Like it's yeah. That's the thing. I'm just resisting the whole Arlene having Renee's baby thing. If she was having Terry's baby, yeah, like, this would be a totally different thing. But yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah I, I just. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> By the and, way, and really, just based on the time scale of the show, I don't know how far they can really take it. You know. Well, yeah. I was just gonna say that the time scale of the show. I, I think since the beginning of the show. Has only been a couple weeks. It, please tell I, me that's I, not I pretty, true. I pretty, I pretty, I'm pretty sure I read that that the whole show has only been, you know, several weeks. It's not hasn't been. I don't think it's been like it definitely hasn't been years, and I don't think it's been like multiple months either. I think it's really been several weeks. I read that somewhere. I would have said months. Weeks? Oh my God! What? Well, weeks? because don't forget, uh, don't forget the episodes pick up right where they left off. Yeah, for the most part. So, you know. But even not, still, there's been thirty. There's going to be thirty-six episodes. I mean, that's that alone. If it were one per day, you know, that would be uh, a month. That would be more. Yeah, more than a month though. Well, yeah, that's five weeks or something. Six weeks. Yeah. That's not. That's not. That's better than to me than like two weeks. <laughs> no, 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 no. So I, I, I said several weeks. It's not two weeks. Okay. It's more like I think it's more like four to six or something. I mean, okay. I'm sure there's a way to find out, but that's so. Yeah, that I don't, is, but it, it hasn't been. I don't think it's been. I think it's three months or less. Let's put it that way. You know, two or three months okay. or less. Okay. I just, like that. that's a lot to go through in that amount of time. It is, and that's what, that's what struck me when I read that. Is Unbelievable. That these characters are playing these, you know, last week was Mary Ann, you know, something like yeah. that. Two weeks ago was Mary Ann's fiasco. And a couple so, weeks before that is Renee and... Yeah, and that's why... <laughs> meeting that's Bill why, for the first time, and... Because it feels like they've they, been together for years, and... Well, here's the thing, here's the thing, like, that's why this can still be Renee's baby, Right. Because it had been very – like, he only died a couple weeks ago. Yeah. You know? If it was three months ago, it shouldn't have been his baby. Because she should have been showing by now. Yeah. You know? She just started in her pregnancy, so that should date how how long it's been. Yeah. You know? 
You're right. You're right. It's so, just weird. Yeah, it's, it, is we- it is weird that it's... So because I think the usual thing I expect shows to do is to have the time kind of play out roughly similar to the time that the series takes to you know play on TV mm-hmm. so that mm-hmm. so that the actors age at the right rate and it the the passage of time that the viewer feels it, you know is related to the what the characters go through in in the show you know i i think madman sort of does that kind of thing with sort of representing a, a roughly a year or so you know and then they might skip ahead or something they skip but. to catch up yeah i think true blood is like lost where you know i think where True Blood started in 2007. I mean, these characters, I think, it's still are 2007. Yeah. You know, if that's the day the show starts, uh, they they haven't been progressing, so they're kind of still back, you know. They haven't even hit the financial crisis yet. Just think what happens when, when True Blood, when that happens. And when I guess Obama's not even elected yet. Wow, they're living in the past. They haven't even seen Google's new instant search. <laughs> Wow. Wow. I don't even think Twitter was a big deal back then, 2007. Yeah, it was a pretty small deal back then, so yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's a lot of stuff has changed. Mhm. That's so weird. I don't I don't really think about that most of the time. It feels like the characters have been through enough for years. <laughs> totally. <laughs> Well, and I think that's why, you know, Sookie's absence from work isn't that bad when you realize, well, it hasn't been years that she's not been working. It's only been a couple weeks where she's been missing. It's just been years that we've been watching her not work. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So it still feels that way. But, yeah, you're right. I mean, they've never done a time jump on True Blood. They they haven't, no. I, I guess, you know, that's what it is. Yeah. Um, any other big things? Uh, let's see. Sure, I mean, we miss, we're missing, obviously, a lot of things that have happened. Oh, are we? Sure. I can't I'm think sure of anything. I'm sure we are. Uh, we probably are. But I, I can't, uh... I mean, nothing that necessarily matters now, <laughs> but stuff that oh, okay. happened that mattered at the time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um... I guess, well, uh, you know, the best thing I can think to do is to uh, transition into maybe a, a bit of speculation about uh, what's going to happen. In the next episode, I know that you uh, had a theory that um, that Eric would somehow use the fact that, I guess that's another thing we learned this season, you know, if a vampire drinks uh, fairy blood, then they can go out in the sun for a certain period of time. Mm-hmm. Um so uh, I think your theory was that Eric would somehow use that to combat Russell, and that appears to be true pretty much. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, so um, I guess uh, I'm wondering, you know, how do you think that's going to resolve? I mean, personally, I think that, you know, I don't know exactly what's going to happen. I'm never good at that. But uh, just based on sort of what what I expect the show to do, I would say I think I think Eric's going to survive, and I think Russell is going to die. And I think um, uh, they'll, they'll, of course, end on some kind of cliffhanger. I don't know what it'll be about, of course. It'll probably come out of nowhere. Um, I think Jason will probably succeed in stopping the compound from being burned down or at least stopping people from getting hurt. Um, Maybe he'll be a hero or something. Uh, 
San and Tara, I don't know what they're going to do. They're they're in a weird place for the last episode. Um, I, I have to say, in general, I would say that, um, you know, the last episodes of True Blood seasons have usually not been spectacular. Mm-hmm. Um, for whatever reason, you know, they're they're just not a monumental event. You know, I guess Lost got me in that mode of thinking of the last episode as something very, you know, significant. But in True Blood, it really usually is just kind of a tidy wrapping up of the stories and then a, yeah. and then a cliffhanger. You know, so I guess that's why I'm expecting the Eric Russell thing to resolve with somehow Eric's, you know, getting out of that situation and they're able to kill Russell. And, mm-hmm. you know, and so that crisis is averted. Yeah, um, I don't know what exactly is going to happen with Eric and Russell, obvious statement. Uh, but in terms of a guess, uh, I don't know if I have a guess either. Um, it's, I want to think that, yeah, like you said, Eric is going to live, Russell's going to die. Um, but they're chained, they're handcuffed together, so yeah. something has to happen to where, you know, the Eric either gets out of those handcuffs, it's like a puzzle, oh, like, see if you can figure out how Eric lives and Russell yeah. dies. Yeah, this is some weird, yeah, puzzle or magic thing. Given this situation that they're in. Yeah, I mean, I think they have to, you know, the the power of the external, uh, introducing the external thing, you know, it's going to happen here. Something, Something's going to happen that hadn't happened yet that's going to change that situation. Yeah. Um, part of me wonders, and I don't think this is true, but part of me wonders if we will see that maybe, you know, maybe when you're on fairy blood and you're outside, you know, you start to burn at a certain point, but maybe you don't actually die. You know, maybe maybe that'll be the twist. Like, they're, they're getting burned, but it's going to stop at a certain, stop short of them dying or something. So they'll have mm-hmm. to work their, you know, it won't just be that the sun will kill Russell. It'll be that they're both weakened or something mm-hmm. and now they'll now they'll fight each other oh, okay. and then they'll have to kill each other sort of more more uh, on those terms or more even terms or something like that mm-hmm. um, I mean otherwise the simple idea is Eric has to get out of the handcuffs while leaving Russell outside how do you do that yeah you know um, so something tells me they're gonna they're gonna twist my wild guess is they're going to twist this fairy blood reaction. They're going to, they're going to, you know, we don't know all there is to know about what happens when you're on it. That's what I want to think. Uh, so maybe some, some new thing will, will ha- or, or the other idea, the, my other guess is they'll both be outside dying and, you know, they'll kind of be dying and, and then Sookie will run out and give Eric some more of her blood and Russell won't get any and he'll die and Eric won't or something like that. Mm-hmm. You know, okay. Because I think she's inside, isn't she? She's yeah, yeah. So I mean, I, she's gonna want to run out there when Eric is, when she finds that Eric's dying. She's gonna want to run and help him. So yeah, you know, I'm sure Bill will be like, no, don't. <laughs> of course he will. <laughs> yeah, you already see that coming. Yes, that's um, Bill's. That's just Bill's comfort zone. Mm-hmm. Telling telling Sookie not to get into a dangerous situation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That he got her into. Yes. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I don't really have any concrete, and I hate not having concrete ideas. And as a writer, I hate not being able to figure things out. But I can't because so much of it is about their destination, where they're, where they're right. going to go to. So I don't, I don't have that key piece of information. But um, 
I would love it if somehow Russell doesn't die, and uh, I don't know. I'd like to have him just not even necessarily on the show, but just in the world. And uh, the yeah. idea that he could come back again, I think, would be cool. I agree. I, I I would like it if he didn't have to die. And yeah, he doesn't have to be a regular character on the show, but um, but I like the idea that he's still out there, and they could bring him back at some point. Um, mm-hmm. You know, because. Uh, yeah, it's just I don't know. Sucks to have a good character uh, go away forever. Yeah, his yeah. Uh, when he when he broke into the news studio and gave the whole speech on TV, that was so great. That's one of oh, the yeah. best moments of the season. That was it was too too much. Fantastic. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. I uh, they did uh, they did bring us a little bit uh, more uh, Godric this season, which I didn't expect. Mm-hmm. Um, the, I guess that uh, happened before. Uh, uh, I guess that we already talked about that on the previous podcast, but yeah, the flashback to the World War stuff, with yeah, tracking down Russell, yeah, yeah. But and so it's pretty clear, as we talked about before, that was the only reason for that flashback. Yep, was just to say, hey, he's tracking down this this werewolf clan because they're connected to the vampire who killed yep. his family. Yeah, you're totally right about that. You you called it. You had it. It was so crazy. Now I know that they they'll do stuff like that. They'll do one because like Sam's storyline, mm-hmm. little I mean his little flashback about stealing the jewelry. I think that's done. Oh, you know, I agree. I don't, we're not gonna get more of more heists or, or you know, this, and I think Lost conditioned me to think that with flashbacks that yep. oh we get one flashback where we got to get the next flashback to continue that storyline. Right, right. But it's like no, it's only to make a point about the present, not to you know, give you more story about that that flashback. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I fell into the lost trap of thinking, well, if they show us all this, you know, this this scene in, <laughs> in World War II, they're going to have to do more with that. They're going to have to, like, tell us what's going on. And, I mean, I yeah. guess they do, but very, indir- you know, indirectly, they don't show it again. Yeah, I, w- I mean, I would love to see Godric and Eric romping around World yeah. War II Europe. <laughs> Absolutely. I will watch that. That's the whole show. I'd watch it all day long. <laughs> I'd probably get tired of it at a certain point, but damn it, I'd come back the next day and continue to watch. Yep. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I Godric was was uh was both good and extremely disappointing. He got you know what? <laughs> when he showed up he was really disappointing. Uh, yeah, you know, like that. The whole, the whole, and it really, it's not his fault. It's well, it's his fault to the extent it was his motivation. But the storyline with Fellowship of the Sun and why he was captured, but not really captured, and he was just he volunteered <sighs> to be with them, but they didn't really think so. <laughs> you know, yeah, like, they didn't seem to be in on it. No, uh, and he's trying to make some point about cooperation that they're not even thinking about. They didn't give a just, shit about it, it that. Was very dis, it was very disconnected, and he he didn't tell his, you know, his prized uh, progeny that, uh, oh, alliteration, didn't mean to do that. Uh, <laughs> that, uh, sorry, spontaneous alliteration. Uh, <laughs> that, <laughs> we should put a warning on this podcast. Oh, no, no, warning this podcast contains spontaneous alliteration. <laughs> Not sure when it will happen. Um... You know, he didn't tell Eric that he was doing this whole thing and not to worry about it. Mm-hmm. So it just it just felt very disconnected and weird. And totally. so, yeah, you're right. Godric had a lot of good parts. His death was great. Yep. You know, Sookie's still talking about that. Yes. You know, that's her whole. It was last liking. week, so now it makes more sense. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, it was last week. 
and uh, and so yeah, you know that's why she still thinks Eric has a good side is just because of that, that's that's uh, soft side she saw of him when Godric died. Mm-hmm. But my thing about that, I want to tell Sookie is that might be the only soft side he has. Yeah, like, you saw it. That's it. There's no, you know, that well is dry. Like it's got two drops, and it was only for his maker. And he yeah. cried those tears. You know what I mean? It's like this is the most probably, you know, the most emotional situation he's going to be in is the yeah. death of his maker, the, the voluntary death of his maker. Yeah. You know, so it's like, of course, you see him like that, and that makes sense, but it doesn't necessarily mean he's got more than that to, of that to give in other situations. Yes. Right, yeah. And also, just because he has that side doesn't mean, you know, that's a bigger part of his character than his dark side. Yeah. You know? It's, it's, um, it's, you know, I mean, Sookie, Sookie, uh, Sookie's, you know, she's, she's taken in by certain things. And I, I think that, that display was just, uh, you know, uh, a, a kind of, uh, uh, exactly the, uh, the kind of thing that, you know, gets her interest slash attention. Yeah. You know, Eric has been interesting the last, last couple episodes, I guess, since, since really he sort of, uh, you know, betrayed Sookie and turned her over to, to Edgington and the, mm-hmm. you know, that whole stuff. And because and, uh, I feel like I, I haven't been able to tell where he's coming from or, or when he's sincere or not, you know, like mm-hmm. especially in the, last, in the last couple episodes when he's like, you know, she's doing certain things and he's, you know, and then he, you know, he tells Sookie, you know, if I die before I kiss you, I'll regret it. And I'm like, Really? Mm-hmm. Like, are you doing that because you were trying to manipulate her? Are you doing that because you really like her, or both? <laughs> you know. Yeah. And I don't know which one it is, and it's it's interesting to 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 just because Eric didn't used to be like that. He didn't used to really be am, ambiguous like that. Mm-hmm. But he's you know, but he's in a, he's in a bind. He's trying to play this situation that he's in, so it's understandable. But it's. Like I can't tell what what he's what he's saying, and I, I don't really know. I feel like he's interested in Sookie, and I feel like he likes her to an extent, but I I don't think he I don't see that why he would love her though, other than unless it has something to do with her being a fairy and he's had her blood and stuff like that. Like, you know, uh, again, it's like I know why Bill and Sookie love each other. We've seen it; it makes yeah. sense to me. I don't, and I know why Eric would be interested and infatuated with Sookie, but I don't know how he would sort of be in love with her to an great extent. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it is more, more of an infatuation type thing. But it's, it's. I definitely have gotten the sense this season that he has um, priorities that go above her. Yeah. You know, in particular, his grudge against Russell. Mm-hmm. You know, I think he, uh, you know, if he if he thought it was to his advantage, he would throw her under the bus for for the uh, for the revenge. Mm-hmm. You know, but at the same time, I do think he cares about her to a certain extent. Just just that, you know, he he's willing to sacrifice her for for other purposes if you know if it call if it's called for. Yeah. Um. Well, the magister died. 
Oh yeah. Oh the man was beheaded. Yes. Yes. Yeah, that uh yeah, that didn't really matter much. Neither did the uh selling V subplot. Oh man. Oh my goodness that mattered. Well, it mattered for those episodes they were dealing with it, and then it came to nothing. Yeah. yeah it was really like... I, and I'm kind of glad they got rid of the Magic Star. I like that actor, too. I've seen him in a lot of... I do, too. Movies. Yeah, he's good. Uh, but um, it, uh, it it really was cumbersome. And then, then the uh, the blonde lady, the leader of the A mm-hmm. Vampire League or whatever. Nan Flanagan. Yeah, Nan Flanagan. She's is she Nordic too? Also, she's a very very Nordic man. Uh, Norwegian. I, I don't know. Or is that Irish? That's Irish yeah, it sounds right? more Irish to yeah, me. Yeah, Flanagan. Flanagan at least. Uh, yeah, yeah, and um, yeah, you can just tell like where 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 she got that name from. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um. You know, she comes in with the whole thing and the the authority, which I really liked. I really liked the idea of the authority until they showed us the authority. I really was disappointed when we kind of saw the, the 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 people who it was. I love the idea of this amorphous organization that was controlling vampire politics. Oh, when did and that happen? I don't I don't even remember what you're talking about. The scene where Nan uh, Nan comes to Eric's uh, comes to Fantasia. And and uh, interviews Eric on the record about Edgington and all that stuff. Right. And he's talking to he's got the webcams on him and he's talking to those people. Oh yeah. And they, okay. And they, they cut they cut to the people who That's are right. watching Eric's testimony. That's the authority. Okay. And I thought because it was cool with the high tech stuff up until the point they actually showed. You know, I think you only see them in silhouette or you see behind them or something. You don't see their faces, but mm-hmm. I don't know. Just the fact that you see that it's just a couple of people or something. It just took the mystery out of the authority. I, I really enjoyed when it was really mysterious and the yeah. authority, you know, we don't know who they are and what they do, but they do mm-hmm. a lot of stuff. And uh, But, yeah, so anyway, my point is that whole thing, you know, she got his testimony about Russell, and I guess Eric basically was saying Russell's a threat to their plans, and they basically disavowed any knowledge like it never happened. So right. So that whole V selling thing and all the repercussions uh, following uh, didn't really matter. Yes. Yeah. And the, I mean, it all felt like bullshit from the start. It was like, yeah, I did. The queen was doing it because she needed money for taxes and because mm-hmm. she had tax and problems. Then Eric, Eric said that Bill was responsible. Like, yeah, oh, yeah right. And then Bill was like, "You trying to pin that on me?" And it's like, yeah, it's like. I, I'm not buying any of this. Like, it just no. seems ridiculous. Like, no one seems to be acknowledging how silly this is. Yeah. And they well, even uh, had this scene with Eric and Lafayette where it seemed like Eric was sort of tutoring Lafayette on how to be a better drug dealer. And, and they dropped that. They totally, totally dropped that. it. He gave him a car. You know, like, yeah. it was it was a whole thing, and, and now it just yeah. didn't seem to matter at all. It seemed like there was going to be a storyline with Lafayette selling V, you know? Yeah. And, and, uh, and maybe, maybe... Maybe they only had that that that, that storyline start to get Lafayette a supply of V he could do with with Jesus. 
Oh, okay. but maybe it wasn't. It wasn't about him, you know. Really, I mean, it was a red herring when they, or you know, to a certain in this perspective that they showed us that uh, you know he was getting tutored on how to sell V more effectively. But um, but really, it just seems like the the long term effect was he's got V that he can do with, you know, obviously healing the guy who was he was going to sell the V to anyway. Uh, the Panther Daddy, and uh, <laughs> healing him with the V, but then that leading into the Jesus V stuff, and then, of course, that leading into whatever else they're going into. So it kind of makes sense in a way if that's what it was about, but it was very tenuous. All the all the connections that people had, the different storylines about selling V yeah. were just very tenuous, and, like, uh, nobody's buying this. And, yeah. And uh, gave him the car, which I don't know, I guess just so they could smash it. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, that's about it. So. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I forgot they smashed the car. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, it's weird they have well, those little weird. connections. Like Lafayette was tied into Crystal's family for a little bit. Yeah, that's when that's when he finds out about the V is when the the rednecks or whatever the yeah. redneck Panthers come uh, <laughs> come and, uh, and and trash his cars. So. Yeah, yeah, forgot about that stuff. But yeah, yeah, I guess it, at the end of last season, I just I thought of that as a bigger question. It just. I I, I can see what they did with it, but it just uh, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It does not seem like a big deal. Because there was just there were a lot of threats going around about it, and it just seemed like a big deal to everyone. But Mm -hmm. it just it just wasn't in the end. I guess the queen was the source of it originally, and she's been dethroned basically uh mm-hmm. by Russell and just turned into I do you think she's gonna be reinstated after this thing with Russell plays out? Uh, or do you think I there'll be she, a new I hope she stays in that cage. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I know why the cage the vampire queen sings. Um <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was the alternate title for my Angela's book. <laughs> I think she made the better choice, but it was yeah, it was an interesting yeah. alternate. I don't think I don't think we were ready for that story yet. No. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I. Well, now that Talbot's gone, I mean, there is a room for you know, sort of uh, in terms of uh, just logistically and status-wise, uh, you know. Somebody, a companion for the for Russell. Not that they would be romantic at all. Right. They're both into the opposite, into the same sex. Yes. Respectively, because uh, she hasn't, you know, slept with a man since the Hoover administration. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. I believe uh, it was Eisenhower. Oh, Eisenhower. Excuse me. Excuse yeah. Me. Please get it right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh. Uh yeah. <laughs> I was just gonna say, as crashes as my town after I actually went dyke. Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry to have to say that, but it's too funny. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Nice. Wow. <laughs> Apologize for any offense if that's offensive to anyone. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. Eisenhower fans or anyone. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I hope there's not too many Eisenhower fans. <laughs> <laughs> But we're talking about their favorite guy, so it's true. No reason to listen. Um, true. <laughs> so is she going to be around more? Ugh. I mean, I, I hope not, only because I don't like her character. Yeah, I mean, that, well, that's kind of why I was asking. I mean, yeah, I think she's one of those like big characters that they brought in that just kind of utterly failed. Yeah. And and I would say she is the the, the, the probably the only big character they brought in yeah. on the tale. Like yeah. to the extent that she has the, um, you know, to the extent that she's on the show and has a part in the show, I think. Uh, yeah. Other everybody else has done a lot better job. Uh, right, and the and the way they've belittled her this season, it feels like they kind of know that. Yeah. You know. That, that she came across in a certain way that I'm not sure they fully intended. Yeah. You know, when they were originally showing her. Yeah, it, I, I think part of the problem is they decided to show us the first example of a vampire queen by showing us an atypical example of yeah. a vampire queen. So we go, oh, this is a vampire queen, and it's this character who is, you know, is not what you think of as in a queen, really. Yeah, she's she's a good bratty princess. Yes, you know. Uh, so I think that I think that part of that's part of the problem. I think the actress's uh, uh, portrayal is part of the problem. And I think, yeah, really the storyline that she had to work with is part of the problem. I, it just hasn't been that interesting. And I think the best we could have hoped for is another actress who could have brought something more dynamic to the role and yeah. and, and uh sort of um you know surpass the the the, the storyline that was given to that character but um but yeah I, I just don't think the storyline's even that great so you you're sort of failing on a lot of different areas here yeah yeah she had that one moment that I will always love when she Jumped on Eric and and in, uh, Fantasia and uh, mm-hmm. that weird effect and that weird audio scream and she uh, I thought that was great and she that was her peak and uh, she hasn't ever gotten close to that again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they haven't really used her much this season. Mm-hmm. And they kind of just took her out because, you know, I guess with all that Russell's doing, you know, she. She would be expected get in the to, way. yeah, get have some involvement. Well, and, yeah, and I'll say this: considering that, for all intents and purposes, the Queen's actions is what starts True Blood. <laughs> the Queen being oh, yeah. a sookie That's right. and, and sending Bill and sending Bill to whatever extent back there. That's another thing that we learned this show. season. Yeah, and that's a big point, and it's. And you think they would connect that big point back to her character and make that more her character more interesting because of that, and it doesn't. And it's no. Like, she kind of doesn't get credit for doing that in a way. You know? Yeah, I forgot that she even did that. Yeah. Because it, it, it just hasn't been – they haven't made a big deal out of it. Mm-hmm. And they haven't really shown, like, 
what what she even wanted to do exactly. It's that's I, the other thing. Yeah. Although I guess that's true with a lot of the characters who are who are interested in her. It seemed like they didn't quite know what what mm-hmm. they were going to get with her. Well, but here's the deal. Everybody else except for the queen didn't know what she was. And so right. They were intrigued by by that. But the queen knew what she was, therefore should have had a plan of what she wanted from her. Yes. But never really seemed like she had a plan. Yeah, no, it's true. Well, and why does the queen yeah. even know what she is anyway? Yeah, that's a good question. Yeah, and you would think, I, I don't know, that whole that whole thing, and not that it's a retcon, but it just seems a little lackluster that explanation that the queen was behind this when she never seemed that interested in Sookie. No. You know, all the time she's playing Yahtzee, you think that if she knows where there's a fairy who notoriously have this taste, tasty blood, that she would want Sookie for herself and to come in and all that stuff. And Yeah, she I never, mean, she knew never, Phil was there because yeah. Sookie was in danger because this mm-hmm. man had taken over the town, and she didn't really seem to care. She didn't care at all. And she sent her, she sent him to, you know, do recon on Sookie, yet she never mm-hmm. asked, seemed to ask for updates. No. She never, so I don't know, maybe it is a retcon. <laughs> it, it feels like a retcon. <laughs> yeah, I guess I didn't want to think it was, but uh, yeah, it, it, it's in retcon territory. Yeah, yeah. I didn't ever get a sense there was acknowledgement of that last season, so... Mm-hmm. Nothing where I was like, hmm, you know, there's something, there's something going on with them, like that we didn't know before. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't really buy that, but whatever. That's 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 why they call it a retcon. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> True Blood's, uh, you know, getting up there now. It's time mm-hmm. to start retconning things. Yep. Happens to every show. It really does. You do what you have to. I think uh, I was going to say, I would say season two did have a low point um, between the earlier part of the season and the later part of the season where it felt like not a lot was happening. Um, Some of those episodes were not the best, although they had some good parts. Uh, but I do think that last season had a had a sharp focus that this season lacks. Uh, yeah. And so I think, as a whole, I think last season was more successful. There's been a lot of good stuff this season, but it feels more um, slapped together. It, it it doesn't seem to hold hold together very well. It doesn't seem very coherent. Mm-hmm. You know. So I I think uh, I, I would say I think last season was. It was just better planned. It, it just it feels like they they had a better uh, unified vision of of how you know how the season would develop. Well, yeah, I think I think season two was almost an anomaly in the sense they had one main villain who was systematically, you know, attacking various characters and and warping the town at large into her fold. So yeah, it it, it had this singular focus versus this season where characters are all over the place, all trying to do different things and, you know, almost no two characters are, you know, very few characters are in each are dealing with the same things. Right. You know, Jason's only tangentially dealing with 
Russell yeah. in terms of Sookie needing being protected. Yeah. And that, he's protecting her from werewolves. Here's mm-hmm. a hit, Jason. No werewolves are coming for her. <laughs> you know, I, yes. I think we're done with the werewolves. I don't think any any werewolves are after Sookie anymore, and he's still thinking they are. So yeah. I think that tells you something. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I think that I think it has been all over the place, and that's in and of itself not bad. But I think it has felt a little it's a little slapped together in a sense that it's it's not as tight as as the other seasons and. Uh, yeah. There seems to be extraneous storylines and, and really sort of too many storylines. And I, don't, yeah. I hate to say that because the more the better, but um, but not when they're not interesting, I guess. So, exactly, yeah. Uh, you know. If you're going to throw that many out there, then, yeah. Mm-hmm. They, I mean, I guess the idea is quantity over quality, but I think there's too many uh, where the quality is dipping. And, and so it just uh, it just feels yeah. like, you know, I, I'd rather spend more time on the stuff that's working, mm-hmm. you know, than get extra scenes about other things that aren't very interesting. Yeah, I, you know, I'd take some more scenes with Terry and uh, and Arlene and their domestic yes. rela- arrangement, even with the kids. I think those, I like the kids. Oh, yeah, the kids you are know, good. For, for TV show kids who show up every now and then, I, I like those kids. Yeah. Yeah. And um although they and, do have that like Asher and Cody syndrome. I think they play it better though. I think they I think it yeah, I, I agree with you, but I think it I think it's they they play it better somehow. It's weird like Mad Men has it too. Like What is it with the boy girl? Yeah, the little Yeah, the sort of, all, older, all the girls are older, right? Yeah, the girls are older. They're the more sort of complicated knowing one that mm-hmm. has like more, you know, uh pre-adolescent kind of problems. And then there's yeah. the more simplistic younger boy who just has, it's you know, so very Simple desires. Uh, and I'll, I'll add a fourth show, which is sort of relevant because uh, Dennis O'Hare was on it, uh, Brothers and Sisters. They And actually, uh, speaking of Alan Ball, uh, uh, Six Feet Under, Rachel Griffiths is on. Oh, uh, yeah, too. that's right. Yeah. And she plays a mom who has uh, two kids and the girl is older. And, it's exact, <laughs> and that's exactly when they deal with those storylines. It's the older girl is going through the, 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 the older kid stuff, you know, mm-hmm. the rebellion and right. being older and the clicks with friends. And, and the younger kid is dealing with the, the little kid. I mean, obviously it makes sense. you got to deal with the psychology of your characters. But right. but it is weird that there's four shows with the girl, the older girl and the younger boy. Yeah, yeah. And, kind of this, and they're all experiencing the same kinds of issues. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. so it just feels like Aster and Cody over and over and over. That's my yeah. that's my template, just because I know their names. I don't I don't actually know the names <laughs> of Arlene's kids or uh, the names of uh, of uh, Don and Betty's kids. But uh, it's uh, Don and Betty is. Um, uh, I did know I did know their name. Oh, I knew the girl's name. <laughs> oh yeah, I should line. know her name, but I, um, I don't remember it now. I can't think of it because I'm thinking of Aster and Cody. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I did know the True Bloods kids' names, but now I'm thinking of Aster and Cody. Um, oh, you knew the True Bloods kids' names? Oh, man. Yeah, it was... Um, Sorry for Aster and cody <laughs> Uh It's infectious. I think those are well-chosen names because they've been very easy for me to remember. <laughs> I forget now, but...
But I, uh, I'll just, uh, you know, while you're thinking, I'll just uh, echo. I agree. Uh, I think, uh, I think the Ar- Arlene Terry stuff has been um, kind of underdeveloped. I mean, they they haven't had a lot of scenes this season. Mm-hmm. You know. So, well, now it's about the baby, the evil baby. Right. Right. But they could they could be more with, they could do more with them if they wanted. Yeah. That's what was confusing me is is it's Lisa and Kobe and before you said Aster and Cody, oh. I, I had I had remembered Lisa and Cody. Kobe. Oh, it's Kobe. It's Kobe. Yeah, and that's what was confusing me because I kept thinking, what is his, What are their names? And I kept I kept only hearing Cody. Oh, okay. It's, it's Lisa and Kobe. <laughs> okay. Anyway, um. Yeah, like like I'm saying, I I would take you know cut out um, uh, what cut out Jason and um, yeah Hutchie Hutchie Mc what's his name again Butch I forgot oh yeah 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 cut out Jason and and Kitch Kitch there you go yeah Kitch Mc uh Kitch Maynard I was gonna say McHenry <laughs> okay yeah Kitch Maynard uh, Kitch Maynard. <laughs> Yeah, that's that. And, and I, I'll, I'll take some more Terry Arlene scenes any day. Terry's great. I don't know what it is about. There's something about a, a, um, uh, you know, and, uh, as, as Sam would put it, a shell shocked vet mm-hmm. who has these sort of, sort of social issues stemming from, you know, his, his situation. But, but all, but he's got this other weird positive characteristic to yeah. him too. Yeah, uh, almost, almost a zen-like quality. Yeah, and he, and very, very powerful and, and almost spiritual in a way. And, and yeah. He, he plays the part so well, and it's it's interesting to see that dynamic. And, uh, and yeah, and I, I like when he, you know, when he, when Arlene tells him, you know, the baby's not yours, and he's like, I'm going to raise this baby like he's mine. And mm-hmm. he's like, oh, Terry, you're killing me. Man. You're killing me. <laughs> yeah. You know, and then when he, and the doctor in the hospital scene, you know, after she thinks she's had the miscarriage, and the doctor says, no, the baby's fine. And he just instantly is happy. Completely elated, yeah. And, and just he can't control himself, and you just you just want to be happy for this guy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it just sucks that Arlene wanted the baby to be dead. <laughs> yeah, I did too. But... I did too. <laughs> but yeah. I, I felt bad for Terry because I, I think he really just, I guess he doesn't, um, he doesn't see it as a problem that it's Renee's kid. Yeah. You know, which I'm inclined to say too, but I guess, you know, I don't feel like they'd bring it up if they weren't going to make it something, uh, you mm-hmm. know. So presumably there, there there will be something going. I guess, you know, this world is getting crazier and crazier. I guess I feel like they've, you know, they've thrown a lot of creatures at us, mm-hmm. right? And, 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 then, and then there's this, fairy thing and and then with the fairies it's even a little bit extra weird because they have this other world somewhere where mm-hmm. where you can go in certain situations um so that's kind of crazy and then also with with Lafayette and Jesus they're introducing this idea of of you know this I don't know black magic kind of thing going on and mm-hmm. and and even you know also with um with uh, the the new waitress, so uh, who did the the? I think it's Holly. Holly, okay, yeah. 
names. Yeah. So with her, you know, coming in, like it, it seems like they, they're kind of. It was weird because with Miss Jeanette, it seemed like they were saying she was a fraud, and it happened to be that Marianne sort of took advantage of the situation, and so something real happened. But in the end, you know, she didn't really have any powers. But that's what that. Yeah. But it sounds like now, you know, they're saying that there, to a certain extent there is like magic, <laughs> and mm-hmm. uh, and that's weird. That's you know, to me that's uh, going a level beyond um, just the supernatural creatures being around. You know, well because to a, to to a certain extent, supernatural creatures, you know, can be explained in real world biology right. and chemistry and physics. Yes, even if it's incredulous or doesn't really add up but, yeah. but but saying that there's this amorphous magic is it's something that you you shouldn't be able to pin down in in uh in science um yes or it would seem like they won't uh yeah and uh so yeah it's interesting and i'm wondering if holly's witchcraft is going to tie into um lafayette and jesus's stuff mm-hmm. you know yeah yeah, it it did uh, it did occur to me that that they might do some some kind of some kind of thing with them. I mean, she is working at Merlot's, and Lafayette, of course, mm-hmm. works there as well. And you know, so I, I could see somehow him going to her or something where where they they have some kind of you know he doesn't know what to do about this situation with Jesus, and I, you know mm-hmm. maybe I, I could see them going that way. Possibly. Yeah, because that's what she does. She helps people. Exactly. Yeah. She gives them solutions. Yeah. I, you know, I don't, I, I, I don't distrust her. I don't distrust Holly. I, I don't like either. I, I feel like I should. I, I mean, too. Like every waitress who comes in there has some ulterior motive yeah. at some point. I know. That's that's you the know? thing. Like it's become like the. Uh, the uh, defense against the dark arts uh, teacher in, in Harry Potter. Oh like, yeah, they're the bad guy. Every yeah. that position is going to make you know make trouble at Hogwarts this year. <laughs> you know that's just that you guys should know that. It's yeah, just, it's almost like their their job description for that, mm-hmm. for that teaching position is you have to be villainous. Right. By the end of the semester, you must cause X amount of havoc, <laughs> you know, or something. Yeah, right? yeah. I mean, the connection is already kind of there because to teach it, they have to know something about the dark arts already. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's always kind of a hint of evil about the subject to begin with. So I think that's why, you know, it was chosen to be kind of the villain's chair for the whole time. But yeah. it's it's pretty it's pretty ridiculous, and it just it feels like this, this waitress position is, is – is the same kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe, maybe what we're going to find out is uh, somebody cursed Merlot to where. <laughs> oh shit! That's waitress, what happened to Harry Potter. Spoiler alert! Sorry. Every every waitress who comes there uh, ends up being bad or evil or something. Yes, is that why you said that? No, I didn't know. It. So oh, what okay. To Harry Potter. Yeah, yeah. So we find out in the fourth. No. In the sixth book, so the movie's already out, so I feel free to spoil it for some reason, uh, that uh, Voldemort actually tried to take that position, and when he... Uh, oh. Yeah. And when he didn't get it, he cursed it. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's really funny. Um, 
uh, serendipity there. Uh, I did see that movie though, but I don't remember. I don't remember hearing that. Yeah, I think they actually cut out that part from the uh, movie. Was that supposed to be in the in the flashbacks? Yes. With uh, with when he's a kid or something. Yeah, there's a flashback oh, where he goes and talks to Dumbledore about wanting that job, and it's it's a follow up to the Dumbledore and him seeing when he's a kid in the orphanage. Okay. So yeah, they they just cut that out of the movie, but basically, like it should have been there in the story by now. Mhm. It just made me think of that. It made me think of it's not even the people; it's just the job. Yeah. 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 But um, but no, I think it's the people. Um. <laughs> so far, I think it's supposed uh, to explain why no one keeps it for more than a year. Mhm. More so than oh, my. Oh, I'm talking about True Blood. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. I'm talking about Harry Potter. Yeah, well, you're on the wrong podcast. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway, I just, I'm interesting you came up with the, uh, with the same reason why. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, the only difference between me and JK is, uh, you know, a couple of initials and gender, right? Mm-hmm. Pretty much, pretty much. Um, all right, well, anything else? We um, didn't cover a lot of the major stuff, obviously. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we didn't hit all the details, but uh, time has proven that some of those weren't particularly significant. So I yeah. think I brought up everything that I thought was worth discussing. I can't mm-hmm. think of anything else. So yeah, so we saw we met Claudine. Oh, Claudine, yeah. Who's the I guess the leader of the uh, elves? I'm sorry, the fairies. Please, fairies. Oh, yeah. Fine line, fine line. <laughs> and um, so, yeah, and and Bill uh, even meets her. Yeah, and then yeah, that was weird when Bill Bill traveled there. Yeah. Um. So. What do I think is going to happen next episode? I don't know. I mean, I remember this time last season, it was they were about to go storm, you know, Marianne. And, yeah. And, uh, and I think, like, you know, knock her down a peg or two. Yeah. And then I remember the, the, the finale was sort of lackluster in the sense that they just kind of wrapped up the story. Um, so I don't know how they're going to wrap up this season. Everything seems not yet finished. Um, I mean, I, it, just, it seems like so many people are just beginning whatever they started this season. Like Sam? Like, doesn't it seem like he's just beginning to go on whatever character arc they had for him this season? Yeah. I mean, they obviously spent a lot of time with him and his brother, but in right. terms of his character arc, in terms of growth or something, it seems like, well, he's starting that now. Yeah. So is next season going to be the wild, reckless Sam or something? Where yeah, it feels like he's hitting a turning stuff. point. Yeah, it just it's weird to hit it here. Yeah, um, at the end of the season. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. It seems like may- maybe that is something they'll roll over into next season. Seems like a lot of things are going to have to roll over. I mean, the, okay, they can probably tie. You know, most likely tidy up, uh, tie up the. Russell Eric's conflict. Yeah. I think they that's definitely pretty, will tie that. That's up. pretty easy. Yeah. Um. Uh. What's her name? Uh, Crystal and and uh, mm-hmm. Jason. Jason. It's like yeah. well, unless in the next episode 
he saves the people or they raid the place or whatever, uh, you know, something's got to happen. And she, she must, she, I think she's just going to have to leave. You know, maybe they'll raid the place. Yeah. And it'll be, it'll turn out okay to a certain extent, you know, and then she's just going to have to leave, I think. I don't think, she's, she's not going to be around next season. No. Uh, and I, I feel like, I don't think she's going to die. I feel like she's just going to have to leave and, um, you know, tell Jason bye. Yeah. You know, maybe somebody will be after her or something. Yeah, so that's what I was thinking. Maybe she'll have to go leave. on the run for some reason. Yeah. And she doesn't want him to come with her. Of course not. You know, because she, she's going to stay on the show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, I mean, in general, she seems to never want his help. <laughs> Well, she wants his help. She doesn't want his love or something. I don't know. Like, yeah. She wants him to do stuff every now and then. <laughs> yeah. Except when she wants him to stop doing stuff. Right. And then, uh, so, so Jesus and um, Lafayette, I think, obviously that's going to continue next season. Uh, what can they do next episode? I think they're going to probably go one step further towards whatever they did with the with yeah. the Clash that, what, that he had. Um, yeah, I think that's the most they can do with that this season. Yeah, maybe somehow, maybe part of the cliffhanger will be the grandfather coming into the picture. Oh, okay, yeah. Or somehow somehow getting getting that going with uh, whatever they're going to do with that. Maybe he, uh, you know, maybe, maybe I, I don't know if they're going to make him a real character villain, but, you know, if they did, it could be something like, you know, he somehow sense that they did this trip, this V trip and you know, or something and so he comes to track down his his grandson. Yeah. Right. Um Arlene story Arlene and Terry, I guess um what could she find out next episode? She doesn't want the baby. So you think she's gonna try again? No, not in the next episode. I could see her going to Holly and, you know, telling her it didn't work and maybe asking her if there's anything else she can do or whatever. But mm-hmm. I don't think I don't think there'll be another attempt in the next episode. Okay. Um. Then what else? So Suki, she's a character, right? Um, what is she doing? I don't even know what, what she's just kind of trapped between what's going on with Eric and Russell. She's kind of a pawn right now. Her trust with Bill, I guess, is really the only big thing. And yeah, yeah. She's not even really dealing with the fact that she's a fairy. No, not at all. That's on the back burner. That's going to have to come to play next episode. Yeah, I think there may be some, some development of the, of the fairy storyline. Well, that would be a good cliffhanger if somehow, if somehow Sookie has to go to the fairyland. I just said that. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, what can you do? That's what it is. Yeah, I'm sorry. Please forgive me for having to make you hear that, but... uh, yeah, maybe maybe I feel, I feel like that'd be a good cliffhanger if she we end on her going over there and we don't know where she goes. Oh, like okay. if she 
she has to hide. Like, I don't know if Russell is still around or he's still a threat or something, and the only alternative is for her to hide out there or some other reason to get her to go there. But, you know, the cliffhangers, we don't we don't see her on the other side till next next season. Right. Um, what else could they do? I mean, I think she's got to help Eric out. Eric's not going to die, so... Yeah, I feel like somehow she's going to help Eric at the last second and he's going to live and Russell will be dead. Um, yeah. You know, or either... I like the idea of them fighting it out to a certain extent, you know, being both weakened and sort of more on even ground. Mm-hmm. Um, what other storylines? Uh, Sam... I guess uh, I don't know if Sam and Tara were just having a drink or if they're really starting on a new, uh, you know, a rekindling of their romance or not. Yeah, uh, I don't either. It seems like it could go either way. At this point in the season, I don't think they can do that much with it. You know, if they're going to go anywhere with it, it'll have to be next season. Mm-hmm. Well, it might just be a one-off Tommy thing. Do. Tommy stole money, didn't he? Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if, I mean, presumably Sam's going to reopen Merlots at some point and, like, hire some of those people back, right? Or do you think there's any chance they'll just close it down? No. It's just a staple of the show. I, 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 they have too many scenes at Merlots. I know. It, I think. Uh I, I, yeah, he's going to open it. I, I think my lots is one, you know, it's such a weird place. Obviously, the last couple of weeks, if, you, if, you're, if you've been to my lots in the last couple of weeks, you know it's a weird place. Yeah. Vampires hang out there, you know, the bartender, you know, the, the waitresses might glamour you. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's a weird place, and, you know, people have gotten kicked out of there before. Yeah. And it's almost like there's no other place to go, so mm-hmm. they just have to come back. So they don't, even though they're pissed about Sam being rude, they'll be back next week because yeah. where else are they going to go drink and eat and stuff? I, right. I feel like it's that, that it's that small of a town where, you know, they're pissed at Sam, but they're still going to go back. Well, I guess I was more wondering about Sam not reopening the place. You know. Yeah, I just, why wouldn't he? I mean, what else is he going to do? Yeah, pretty much. You know, Sam had an opportunity to leave when when he first was kind of packing up because of Marianne. Mm-hmm. And I thought, oh, maybe he's going to try to leave, and he, and he didn't. And yeah. I, I think he's not leaving. He's not going anywhere. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Now, what's going to happen, I don't know, but I know it's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. That's easier. Mm-hmm. And then what else we got? Um, you know, speaking of Lafayette, though, before and his and his uh, and, and all this uh, black magic stuff, his mom did drop some hints about him being powerful. Yes, she did. She, she made she she you know literally sort of broke out of the institution to tell him this stuff. I mean, that yeah. really kind of the only thing she really did was that and kind of like sort of support his relationship with uh, Jesus to a certain degree, and that's about all she did before she was taken back, so I think there was something there that he's got some power. Lala's got some power. (laughs) (laughs) I think you're right, yeah, Uh, and I'm assuming that'll tie into that storyline to some extent. Um, Mm -hmm. It'll be explained by whatever they do, maybe, or 
we'll get the opportunity to see what that means in that story or something. That that's what I'm yeah. expecting. Yeah. Well. Anything else? Um. Trying to go through the whole town in my head. Mm-hmm. Blah blah blah. Yeah. I guess the sheriff is really just gone. He's just not on the show anymore. Oh, he's he. Hey, he called it quits, and he is done. <laughs> I I wonder. I wonder if that actor just wanted to leave because it was very abrupt and very. Uh, uh, well. It's very abrupt. I mean, well, I, I, but I think it fits in with what where they're going with the show. I think he had to leave for Andy to to, to become sheriff and and elevate uh, and you know basically bring bring Jason along in his coattails. I think it seemed abrupt, but also like it was an abrupt decision. It was like I can't handle one more murder. Yeah. <laughs> This is it. I'm quitting. So I mean, uh, it's hard to tell. Yeah, since they wrote it as an abrupt change, it's hard to tell if it's just because they wrote it that way, or if you know he, you know, because I feel like if he wanted off the show, it would have been further enough along in production that he would have told them that they could have dropped hints or something about his retirement, and they could have made it a retirement thing. But they made it a he's just quitting because he can't handle stuff. So, but. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I guess you know if he's on another show, we'll see. But um, but I think it, it does make sense story wise that he would leave. I agree. I mean they they made it work. Yeah. Um, and I think they had brought Andy to a point where he could assume the role of sheriff and not seem ridiculous. Yeah, he could be thrust into it and, and yeah. have to deal with it, yeah. God, there's a lot of characters on this show. There is a lot of characters and a lot going on. Man. I mean, I think every character has at least two storylines. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. Jesus. I mean, even Tommy... You know, Tommy's yeah. only three or four. I mean, he's got the thing with Jessica. He's got the thing with his brother. He's got the thing with his parents. Mm-hmm. You know, like, geez, that's a lot for a minor character. It really is. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if he's going to be back crystal. next season. I yeah. like Tommy. Or if he's just going to run off with the money and that'll be it. I, yeah, I hope he's back. I like Tommy. He, he he's got an interesting quality to him, and uh, and I, I thought it was apt for them to to have the you know the sort of comparison between Tommy and and uh, and and uh, Sam, you know, uh, you know, being brothers, of course, and having the same power and all that stuff, and how they use it, and and, and you know, Tommy's maturity and all that stuff, so. Yeah, I, I thought it was nice to have him around, and uh, I thought he was a pretty decent character. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. I'm, I'm. Uh, I, I think he, I think he's good. I'm still slightly skeptical of him. I, I don't quite know what to make of his character, really. But, mm-hmm. but, uh, but I think you know, I think he's been good on the show. Yeah.
Um, I think that's pretty much everybody. Pam, she's a, you know she's wrapped up with uh, Eric's stuff. Yeah, Pam's had a lot of uh, fairly sentimental stuff this season. Uh, she has, yeah. Well, it's been weird. It's like the connection between her and Eric has gotten really emotional in a way that mm-hmm. it never really did in previous seasons. Yeah. You know, Eric caring about her and her caring about Eric or just, I don't know, never never really played to that extent. I guess the idea is, you know, they're in this situation where they're where they're actually in danger and you know well yeah before everything was sort of fine you yeah know. exactly but it's been weird to see you know she's such a such a uh you know cold uh stony character it's uh it's, it was weird to see her you know just kind of worrying about eric and you know she plays it she pulls it off and and i have to say the um uh, you know, when when Suki grabs the chain and, you know, when when she's locked up in the dungeon and she escapes uh, and she, you know, they have Pam tied up, you know, with the silver chain and, you know, after, you know, Pam had just been fighting Bill for a little bit and spraying him with that silver spray. Right. Um, and, you know, and then she says, I'm not your enemy. <laughs> I'm not the enemy. And I'm thinking... Please listen to her. <laughs> she really isn't. <laughs> like, she really wishes you guys no harm. <laughs> like, this is not about you guys right now. Like, I, I felt bad for her in that situation, you know, and then she's like, don't leave me here with this, you know, idiot or whatever she said about the the, the Slovenian stripper that was there. Right. Uh, I, I really felt sorry for her of, like, you know, you didn't – you know, Bill didn't have to fight Pam. You know, he didn't have to fight her. Uh, and uh, I, I don't know. I felt like she is an ally because, you know, if Eric is on the same page with what's going on, then Pam is too, mm-hmm. you know. And so – and even though Eric just, you know, did just put Sookie down there. But I think that was just to get them all in one place. <laughs> really. Pretty much, yeah. You know, uh, so – But anyway, so, yeah, next week we will see the finale of Season 3. I, it seemed like the season went by so fast. It really did, yeah. I remember when I first started thinking, oh, there's so much True Blood. But, you know, it's only 12 episodes, and it goes by fast. Yeah, yeah, these cable shows, they really keep it short. Mm-hmm. I, I like it in a way, but it does always feel like it goes by fast. Totally. Well, but overall, I think it's been good. I mean, yeah, you know. I'll take it. Yeah, I've I've been happy with this season. I think I feel like season two had a bit more, you know, sort of decided lulls than this season has had. Yeah, that's true. This this season had more storylines I didn't like. So, yeah. you know, sort of pros and cons for both. Obviously, uh, you know. Season two is more for the one big battle at the end. This has been more, you know, not a big battle at the end, but a lot of smaller battles throughout the whole season. Yeah. Um, Sort of all over the place. They like to travel a lot. I'm surprised how much they travel. I mean, they were in Dallas for part of the season in season two. Right. Then they, you know, then they went over to Mississippi in this season. (laughs) Yeah. 
Yeah, that, that was about half the season that was based in Mississippi. Mm-hmm. I guess that's the same kind of thing they did last year. So do you think that they're done with uh, that telepath guy who they met in Dallas, the bellhop? Yes, I do. <laughs> is, is he supposed to be a fairy, too, and he probably doesn't know it? Uh, Maybe. Maybe you think maybe Sookie will tell him. Or maybe maybe he'll come back in season four when she feels the need to tell him he's a. You know maybe they'll she'll need a a fairy. You know a helper. Oh God, fairy helper. Uh, you know someone to help her who who is also a fairy, and so she'll remember that guy and go track him down or something. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. That's interesting. I, I never I forgot like about you, that guy. Yeah, just like you don't bring that up. You don't bring up someone who's like Sookie who you thought was the only person ever like that, yeah. and then just not bring them up ever again. I, I feel like you've got to come back at some point. Yeah, yeah. I see what you mean. It doesn't seem like he's coming back, but uh, it would make sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that guy. Hmm. Well, back then, I just thought she was a telepath, so I, yeah. didn't, I didn't necessarily think it was a big deal. I just figured, you know. Because of well, the nature of the ability, you know, telepaths are more secretive about what they can do. And now uh, Sookie's nephew is a telepath. Oh, that's right. So yeah. I guess that means he's got the fairy blood, too, which is uh, going to be an issue at some point. Yes. Maybe not for us, but for him in the long run, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's weird. Fairies are telepathic. That's not really something I... And, and that's, that's another thing I, I, I kind of want them to, to explicitly say, that if you are telepathic, you are a fairy. Yeah. Because it could be two different things. There, there's just, you know, different situations where people are telepaths and one of them. Yeah, just like there's, you know, there's different kinds of wear people. Right. And, you know, there's there's different kinds of telepaths. And yeah. you know, being a fairy gives you this telepathic gift, but it's, it's not you're not you know you're not just a telepath like maybe yeah. that other guy is. So. It's more than that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you got a point. Uh, th- th- I guess that's kind of what I was thinking. I never thought of that guy. Well, I didn't really think of that guy at all. But uh, when you initially mentioned him, I didn't think that he was necessarily a fairy, just because he, mm-hmm. you know. But on the other hand. With with Suki's nephew, it definitely seems like he's supposed to be, you know, I mean, yeah. it's, it's the same family, so you know, yeah. it makes sense that that he would he would have that. So I I think maybe that's what we're supposed to think, but I don't know. Yeah, you're right. They see. should say it. They should say it. All right. Well. Anything else before we wrap up the podcast? I think we've uh, covered a lot of ground here. Uh, no, I think that's it. You know, good review, good uh, good bit of the season. I enjoyed it overall. I would say, uh, you know, um, th- there really wasn't an episode that I thought was bad. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just it's just parts, you know. And because it's so disjointed, it's kind of easy to say, well, I didn't like that part, but this part's good, you know? Yeah. No, overall, it's been pretty good. I, I definitely enjoyed it. It's, uh, you know, they're still progressing a lot since the beginning, since the first season, so. Yeah. The show's changed a lot since then. It's really, mm-hmm. it's really, uh, it feels like a different show now. Everybody's supernatural now, and 
it's you know it's uh it's going into really really crazy territory yeah main ads are just the beginning <laughs> just gonna say it yeah it was a big beginning too it was So yeah, yeah, I think that's strangely it. enough. Strangely oh. enough, Bon Ton is just this this hub <laughs> of supernatural activity. <laughs> I love how in the most you know you would maybe imagine something like this taking place in a big city. Yeah. Where there's more people, so there's more going on. But uh, it's a yeah. small town where you know what half of the population is a supernatural. <laughs> so it feels like it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's kind of weird. I wonder if they'll explain that. Mm-hmm. Like somehow Bontop is the source of some power that <laughs> <laughs> all the supernatural creatures got their mm-hmm. dis- descent from, or something. <laughs> yeah, there's different there's different uh, places around the world, or something. Yeah, you know, yeah. And they they sort of uh, congregate around it, un- unknowing unknowingly to them, unbeknownst to them. Yeah. Yeah, they're just kind of drawn to it unconsciously. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't think they'll necessarily say that, but I like that idea. No, no, they won't say that. Well, all right, guys. Well, thanks for listening. We'll be back next week, and this time we mean it. <laughs> we wouldn't lie. With, again, uh <laughs> We'll be back with the next uh with the finale of True Blood. Uh, I'm hoping it's great, but as you said, they're never spectacular. Yeah. I have uh, I have so. I I hope reasonable expectations. I don't I don't think it's gonna be a crap episode, but it's not gonna be crap, no. I'm just I'm just dialing down my hype of it to a certain extent. I don't wanna expect it to be spectacular. Mm-hmm. Because I don't think it will be. I mean, I think pretty much it's going to wrap up the major storylines, introduce some new cliffhangers, and that's about it. Well, the title, uh, spoiler alert, is uh, Evil is Going On. Oh, yeah. So I think there might be some evil going on. I think you're right. I think you're right. um, I don't know. We'll see. Um, I don't know what the evil is going to be. Do you need to plug anything? Plug anything? What's there to plug? Uh, uh, you, of course, can contact us at uh, MrPodcastCJ at Gmail. Uh, yes. And our Twitter is MrPodcast. Um, so, yeah, thanks for listening, guys. We still don't have a good sign-off for our True Blood podcast. I won't lie. Um, what was it? Fangulator? No, Stakulator. Stakulator. Um, how about... Um, I don't know. See, there it is. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That last one came so quick and easy. Mm-hmm. I... I... It, 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 part of it was it was an actual salutation, yeah. so yeah. or a uh, that's not a salutation. It's a uh, is that a salutation? No, it's not, a salutation. Uh, not really. I've, I mean, sort of. Yeah. What is the? Is there a word for those things? Um. Yeah, there, I think there is a word. Uh, let's see. Yeah, it's not coming. I don't know what it is, but. 
post salutation. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, and um, I forgot what I was saying. Um, yeah, yeah. So uh, I don't know. It's hard to come up with that stuff. But yeah, the 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 thanks Namaste thing was an act, you know Namaste is an actual post salutation. So. Right, right. And and it and was used in the show to as a sign off. Yeah. So it's sort of you know naturally worked. We should do something like Russell did as a sign off. We will eat your children. <laughs> <laughs> Is that an appropriate sign off for our podcast? Okay, sure. To our listeners, until next time, we'll eat your children. Yes, we will. And then we will eat you. And then we will eat you. <laughs> <laughs>